Hi, I'm Jimmy Navio. Hi, everybody. How's it going? It's like a tradition now, basically, that I start the uh, podcast muted. Uh, <laughs> hope you guys are doing well. Welcome to another episode of Hit the Bucket. I am very excited about today's show. We have a very special guest with us. He uh, he hangs around on the Twitch. Him and uh, his better half, Cabotage, have, uh, you can spot them occasionally on uh, Gator Pete's channel. And uh, they also do their own thing on stream. And he's going to talk to us today. And I'm excited because he is Portuguese. And uh, for those of you who've been around, you know that I speak Portuguese. So I'm, I'm going to be really tempted to just like keep talking to him in Portuguese. But I know that's not going to be any fun for anyone else. So I will bite my tongue. Um, but he's also a 3D uh, designer. He's a 3D modeler and designer. He works with uh, Cabotage. And uh, I got some dirt. I dug deep. I found some details. I am very much excited to have a conversation with him. And as always, my co-host, Mr. James28, is here with me. Uh, recently found out he's probably going to be joining me at TwitchCon, so I'll get to meet him. I've never met James28 in person, and I'm, an, I'm curious to see if he's actually as tall as he says he is. We're going to have a tall off because uh, we're both uh, we're both fairly tall. So let's get him on. I'm going to bring him on now. Uh, thank you guys for being here. For those who might be here for the first time, this is a weekly podcast. We do it every Wednesday night, or we try to. Last week, we failed miserably. I blame Mashif. We'll talk about that later. But every Wednesday night, we do a podcast. We try and have some exciting guests. So please uh, give me a follow. Come back. Check it out. Also, one more plug before I bring them on. Uh, don't forget about Jumbotron James. If you guys have a special message, an advertisement, a silly uh, quip, Whatever it might be, if you want James to read it during the podcast, which these podcasts will be syndicated on YouTube, iTunes, and uh, what's the other one? Google Play. It will be immortalized forever, whatever your message may be. Use your ducats and buy yourself a Jumbotron James and have him read your message live on the podcast. So without further ado, let's bring on our guests, Mr. James28 and uh, Mr. Launcher Q. Hello, guys. Make sure you unmute yourselves. Well, hello then. Oh, hello there. Mm. <laughs> so many voices of people that I like. How are you guys That's doing? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm here with you guys. So what else could I ask for? Like, <laughs> True. True. Doing good. Final confirmation on my flight to TwitchCon. How long did you say that flight was? 11 hours? It's 11 hours. My goodness. Hopefully it's worth it. It'll it'll be worth it just to meet me, right? Oh, of course. (laughs) So how tall are you? You said you're six what? Six one. Okay. So as of my last physical. I should be an inch taller than you then when we meet. I'm gonna be very Mm -hmm. disappointed if we show up and you're taller than me, because that means I've shrunk. Or I've got taller. I'm getting to that age where I might boy. start shrinking. Where's TwitchCon? It's in San Jose. 
which I live a few hours from there, and I have a friend that lives there. So that's pro- that's really the only reason I'm going is because I don't have to pay for a hotel, and I can drive there. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Anyway, Launcher Q, uh, I met him through, uh, I think through Gator Pete's stream. Yep. And uh, I started kind of lurking on him a bit, checking out what he does. I saw, I caught a stream or two of his, and he's actually a very proficient 3D creator. And he's a freelancer. (laughs) He actually does that for a living. That is his job. Yep. So why don't you... uh, why don't you just give us a little background on how that happened? Because I've tried. I've tried like three or four times to like I'll install Blender. I'm like, all right, I'm going to figure this shit out. And then I give up like a day later. So break it down for us. How did you get into it? Right. It's not easy. Uh, and while it's not easy, it's not to learn Blender. It's to get the mindset to do so. Ah. And I say Blender as you can say anything else. Yeah, uh, yeah for example. Any 3D program or any program at all, like uh, the problem was to bring yourself to, yeah, I want to learn it. And once I did, like it was pretty much like I watched tutorials on YouTube. I Cabo gifted me a, um, a couple of tutorials as well on Udemy and stuff like that. And I just uh, got more efficient, which with uh, every tutorial until I learned, but I had to, you know, make a few sacrifices so yeah but i'm you know i got to a point where i'm comfortably uh uh you know comfortable using the program and i I don't claim to be a professional because i'm always learning but i developed my skill enough to uh be able to make money and live out of it me and capo so yeah that's awesome man uh Mm -hmm. you brought up a couple things one Mm -hmm. Uh, you said courses on Udemy. Uh, did you find that you found? Did you find some actual like valuable, worthwhile courses on Udemy? Because it's been very hit and miss for me. I've paid for courses on Udemy, and I'm like, this was a waste of fifty bucks. <laughs> so, so, like, right. how, what was your experience with Udemy? Right. So when I started that that course, that uh, it it basically teaches you the overlay and everything and how it works and how it's supposed to work. That's a brilliant course. Let me tell you right now, I learned a lot that little details that I didn't know how to do before that, you know? So I was already creating mesh. I was already creating objects and 3d items, but only when I looked, uh, when I saw that tutorial that, that a lot of my doubts and, Oh, so you can do it this way because blender has that thing where you can, you do you can do the same thing like three or four uh, ways uh, differently and at the end of the day the re- end result might be the same but the method and the time that you spend doing it it's it, it it's what varies so that udemy course it's was definitely a very very useful for me because just uh, kind of made a lot of stuff click into place for you mhm exactly it, it connected I was I was watching it and okay I already know how to do this I already know how to do that but then the little details like ah. if you press this key with that key it does this automatically so you don't have to worry about it it's like what <laughs> so yeah <laughs> okay so that helped a lot yeah mm-hmm. yeah like I know I messed around with Blender for a time 
And I was like, you know, if I want to actually get better at this, I should watch a tutorial. So I just Google Blender tutorial in a YouTube. And I'm like, okay, this is like, this is pretty straightforward stuff. And he's like, and then to do half the work, you can actually apply a mirror modifier. And I was like, yeah. oh, what now? Yeah. And then the video <laughs> goes on. And it's like, and now using a mirror modifier, everything you do on this side, it'll copy it for you to the other side. It makes yeah. things so much simpler. And I was like, that's a thing that exists. So oh, yeah. many There's times a... I'd have like uneven bits because I'm trying <laughs> to like do both sides of a thing and I didn't know modifiers existed. I know the feeling because I, I've, I myself find my like at start, how do I do this? How do I copy? How do I, how do I make like a face, for example, being completely symmetrical? And then you start looking into these things and uh, a mirror modifiers and array modifiers that repeat. For example, if you're doing a, a railing that you need to repeat the poles over and over again, you don't need to like UV and wrap them individually. You can just, you know, do one and then it applies the same UV throughout the entire uh, pole. You know, all the poles or all the items that you're making, they will all array and uh, copy the same uh, characteristics of the first one. So there's a lot of shortcuts, a lot of things that uh, you need to pay attention. And that's why you, to me, to me, helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Well, you, I, I might have to. You might have to send me some links. You might have to drop drop me some info in the yeah. uh, in the Discord server because it's something that I've like. I'm the type of guy. I'm very hands on. I like to figure everything out myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whether it's programming this or you know doing this in in that program or whatever. Like I I I spend time in Audacity. I love open source stuff too. So I'm like, Blender is so cool because it's open source. It's really powerful, and I want to learn it so bad. You know, I've learned I've learned Audacity and GIMP and you know all these other things. And like, I feel like Blender is that final hurdle that I need to to overcome. So I definitely need to pick your brain and get some links from you later definitely mm-hmm. but yeah like I, I feel like blender it's such a it's it's too powerful like you don't know where to begin there's so because, much because it's 3d modeling you can video edit special effects you can make a full game just in blender yeah like the, the stuff i've seen people do it's incredible well yeah some people That's use true. it as a full-blown uh video editor too like it, yep. i mean it yeah, it's it's kind of it's, it's crazy. Complete. It's overwhelming for me. I'm like, where? Okay, file yeah, open. It's what? where that open source power comes in because you can really. I'm I'm only looking to do like 3D modeling, so I'll like tweak it like perfectly just so I can do the things I want it to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so we'll come back to that in a minute. But I have so many. I, I I've got all the dirt launcher. I hope you're ready. Oh. I hope you're ready because I, I went deep. Um, All right. <laughs> so, well, one more thing on Blender. So from what I understand, you just barely started doing all of this in 2016. Yes. Just like a couple years ago, right? Uh, yeah. And it was it was quite scary, to be honest. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware or not, but I used to work on a construction site. Actually, uh, we're going to switch to media view right now because I got a picture. Oh, Ooh. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. Ooh, I like where this is going. Question mark. <laughs> yeah, we we got we got a sexy shot here. That's you. What? Look at that guy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. See, I got my sources. Cabo. <laughs> 
Who's that handsome construction worker? It's always the ones you trust the most. <laughs> I know, right? Like, what the hell? <laughs> so anyway, you yeah. used to work in construction. Definitely was um, a really harsh time. It was really hard to, um, you know, to, first of all, to learn it. It was very, very tiring. Not to mention it, it takes a lot from you. Oh, yeah. Physical uh, but, labors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Waking up at 6 a.m. and getting home at 7, 7.30 p.m., like, literally uh it was very tiring and then you know so my my site ended and when they end you go home for like a month more or less yeah so in that time span in january of 2016 i decided okay so i've tried blender a couple of years ago but it didn't go anywhere i was too lazy honestly to to look further into it so i just uh I was like, okay, so I'm going to I'm going to do something for myself. I don't want to continue working on a construction site. So I'm just going to uh, try and um you know, make something. And uh so that's when me and Cabo we sat down, we both we talked a lot. And uh I started to learn Blender. What if we can uh, learn some 3D, upload some models, try and sell them? And uh, the hardest part was to make that decision and to tell my father, which I was living with at the time, because it's quite hard to... Okay, so after a month, he calls me and say, hey, uh, I have a job for you. We we can start tomorrow. Oh, like he? so your father did the construction stuff with you. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, no, I'm going to try this whole blender thing. Exactly. That probably didn't go over too well at first. No, not at all. <laughs> okay. Like, Family business launcher. It's complicated, you know? Right. And I understand no, yeah, that. exactly. Like, I'm telling my father that all of a sudden I'm stopping working. And it's like, how are you going to pay your, your things? How are you going to do this? And I'm telling him, I'm going to take a leap. If if it works, uh, I can go back to Portugal. Uh, you know, I have family here. Uh, I can go back to Portugal. I can start, you know, uh, living without having to go to a construction where, site. Where were you at the time when you were doing construction? Mm-hmm. France. So uh, you, yeah, I was living in France. You were living for, in France with your father doing construction. Mm-hmm. But most yeah. of your family was back in Portugal. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I tell my father this, he's like, no, you're crazy. Like, what you're going to do, right? Like, And I could understand him. And I, I could... I, I can sympathize with him not fully... Uh, embracing the fact that I was pursuing this thing but you know with time and after my first payment which is not really a payment but when I showed him that look I can actually make money with this mm-hmm. he was like very supportive and he actually uh, you know he never put any any stops to anything that I wanted to do so that's when I started to learn Blender in, in January 2016 and uh, you know dragged out until I'm still learning it today so mm-hmm. <laughs> Now I that was you've said that twice now, and I want to point that out. The fact that you say I'm still learning, that's if I were going to hire someone, I would hire you. I would never hire the guy that's like, yeah, I got this shit all figured out. Like the person who always like is constantly like, no, I can get better. There's more to do. I can learn. Like that. That's inspiring to me because, like, obviously you're good at what you do. You do it full time. I've seen some of your work. We'll probably show some of your work. But, like, the fact that you're like, no, I'm terrible. I still have so much to learn. Like, that, that is a very, like, admirable and humble trait to have. Like, that you're just, you're still striving to be better. 
Like I that <laughs> that's the type of person you look for to hire because it's like he 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 actually like gives a shit. I appreciate that. Yeah, like you know, I can never say that I fully learned something. You know, I you're always everything you do. It's always a learning process. There's always a learning curve. You get better at what you do, but you never fully fully. Yeah, I mastered this. I'm moving on. Well, you can move on, but it doesn't mean that you fully mastered it. There's always something to learn. There's always space to improve. Uh, every time I look at a past work, uh, sometimes me and Cabo we sit down, we talk, and we, we go look behind the stuff that we did before, and just like, man, this item probably wasn't um, that great. I could have improved it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that's that's what it is. That's what Blender comes down to, and well, Blender and everything else, like. Everything you do, if you if you always leave space to improve, you can always get better at it. I guess that's my opinion, at least. Mm-hmm. And something something I noticed you said was once I showed my father that the the money, that's when yeah, he yeah. changed my because it's like that's the same thing when I was trying to describe like what I do with Twitch and YouTube to my parents and my grandparents, my grandmother's boyfriend, because you you tell them about this like oh I'm, I'm I do this thing where. I'm like producing like my own content. I'm creating my own stuff. But then they're like, "But how does that like how does that sustain you?" And then you start talking about the money and how like the money works. And then once you say like once you say those words like I can make money doing this, that's when it like clicks in their head. Like, "Ah, so there's money in this, huh?" Like it I remember true. I remember telling my grandmother's boyfriend like, "Yeah, yeah, when I make YouTube videos, I get ad revenue for them for every person that watches and he was like oh ad revenue huh like how do, how does that work like he wasn't interested in the creator the creation part he <laughs> was money. interested in the, the the money part i feel like that's that's a lot of like the same like reaction a lot of older yeah. folks have about it like where does the money come from yeah and and money in talks, my father's I mean. case yeah yeah that too but in my father's case was not as much as um how much you're making and is this good is was honestly can you sustain yourself can mm-hmm. he was legitimately worried that you know i was digging a grave for myself right then and there like i have a work i'm i'm refusing to go to do this instead like can you make money out of it can you survive out of it and that's what i showed him what i proved to him when i showed him was like yes i can so you know he was actually worried that i I was shooting myself in the foot. Mm-hmm. I could have, you know, it, it could have happened. And I told him that, like, I don't know if this is going to work or not. But, you know, if it doesn't, I can always go back to construction work until I find something else that I I, I, I can do. So, you know, it's it's always hard to, to show to them that you're actually making money out of it. And once they do see it and once they do realize that, yeah, that that's the thing that's when they start to approach you differently about things so yeah i'm sure having the uh having the fallback does help though mm-hmm. like being able to fallback meaning like oh if this doesn't work out i can go back and do that other thing yeah yeah definitely having a uh, little bit of like kind of a safety net fallback like i'm just gonna go for it if it doesn't work i can do the construction thing but this is what i'm really passionate about mm-hmm. of course yeah and and in my case like my my father and my uncle they're both there and uh my father has a, a life there he has two kids already he's he's uh, not married but he's with someone 
and you know it's not an issue for him to get me a job there like i i could easily do that back then so uh nowadays like uh it's easier for me because you know i have it all laid down and set up and everything is working perfectly uh perfect for me and for cabal we're, we're both doing the same thing but in the end of the day at the end of the day like because they because i also have a fallback i was not as worried as you know if i do this there's no going back but there's always a lot of emotion involved you know like coming back to portugal i had to leave my two-year-old brother there that i got really attached to of course i had to and then you you start thinking otherwise so when you come back to portugal i had my grandmother i had my grandfather uh, both here with my mom as well and you know i was missing years at, with them like every every year that passed that i was in france i was only coming here to christmas so i was losing time with them yeah so you know so that that feeling of missing time with the people you actually love it, it, it was always constant there and uh once i got here it was i start feeling the same way but about them so i started missing my father and my my two brothers you know so you know it's always a sacrifice there's always something that you need to sacrifice in order to be able to uh, um to do something in life i guess but at the end of the day like i'm where what i want to be now so that's something <laughs> no dude that's that's insane like that your whole quest like you know moving to france doing all the construction then like making that decision to like do blender and move back to portugal like that that those decisions are not easy decisions to make and uh nope. i i commend you for having the the cojones <laughs> os huevos um mm-hmm. to make a decision like that parabéns Obrigado. <laughs> All right. So uh, a couple things here. Most of you probably don't know this, but I know this. Uh, for a while, you were a uh, you were a professional musician. <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> Because I talked to Cavatage for like 30 minutes. Yeah, I used to play every weekend. Uh, you know, I. I was from my 18 to my Oh yeah, there's a guitar in the background. Something. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's, you know, sometimes I pick it up and I I just play something, but not not very often to be honest. Not as often as I would uh, as I would like to. Maybe play but some yeah, tonight. I, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> anyway, you were saying 18, 19? Yeah, I started at 18. And a uh, crazy story, actually. I mean, everything, every story I have is crazy. I couldn't do more than than the basic chords. And I couldn't do the um, the F or the G. Uh, or, you know, there was a few ones that I couldn't do. And this guy, this crazy guy that I'm... I, he's like family to me. He's like like a father, but not really. He, uh, he worked with uh, my father. Back then, we were all in Portugal. And... Uh, So he was they were talking together and he's like hey I need um I need someone to play guitar with me because he was a musician you know he was a, a professional musician yeah. and my father went to do uh, some sort of a 
uh, thing at their home. They they were working together then, uh, so they they talked. And my father said, "Oh, my son plays guitar." It's like, and uh, like if I was there, I was like, "No, I don't." <laughs> yeah. I know a few. Your chords, parents always think you're better than than you know, actually right? are at everything, right? <laughs> Exactly. So it's like no, I, I don't actually. But okay. So he he came on, he came home with my father to see, and uh, so he asked me. So do you do you know how to do a few chords? And I was like, yeah, I, I guess. So he picked me up. That guy, he teach me everything I know about music. Nice. Like he's he's a genius. Like one of one of the smartest person people I know. To be honest, like he can he can identify. If there's something wrong with you, he can tell it. He, he can look at if he hears a car honking, he can tell you which stone that car is honking at. Like, like perfect pitch, perfect mm. pitch. Oh. It's insane, insane. I'm so jealous of people with perfect pitch, dude. I know, right? So, like, I, I'm playing a chord, and oh, you're not pressing the 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 third the third string, right? Uh, you need to do it a little. It's like, whoa, okay, <laughs> that's crazy. So yeah, I learned a lot with him from 18. Uh, so we started to play. We started to do uh, things together, and uh, then we we added a full like uh, we had a, a drummer, a, a bass guitar, and it was the the five of us. He was he's a p- pianist or the, the, a key player, mm-hmm. a keyboard player, and uh, that's uh, where yeah we we pretty much played every single weekend, yeah, oh, and nice. sometimes weekdays. And then uh, and then you tripped over a cable. <laughs> Cabo. <laughs> it's like just when you think you didn't know anymore. And you uh yeah. you, you tripped over a cable and knocked over an amp, right? Okay, so <laughs> I have this uh very expensive uh amp that at the time cost me uh, around a thousand euros. And um it's um, a Roland Jazz chorus. And I'm, I was, that was my baby. Like, you have no idea how much I love that amp. And, uh, usually it's case, the case that you, you, you know, you save the amp. I usually use it to put the amp on top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm crazy on stage. Like, you know, I'm jumping and, and going here and there, just wired with a cable. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, I don't know what I did. I got messed up in the cable. My guitar got disconnected, but I was all tangled up with the wire, right? So the guitar gets disconnected. And I start looking at the guitar. Why is this not making any sounds? Because <laughs> I couldn't realize it at the time. Um, I was like, all right. And then I looked down. And as I'm looking down, I was so tangled that I lose balance. And my hand, I, I, yeah, I tried to support myself on the amp didn't work out because I was heavier than the amp and it actually fell down. So I had to, uh, you know, spend some money trying to fix it and it, it, it it's fixed. So it, it got fixed, but that was definitely a, a little bit embarrassing in front of, you know, all the hundred people watching this. Okay. <laughs> that just happened. And everyone just experience. starts laughing. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. definitely. But you never did that again. Definitely. No, never, <laughs> never tripped. I always made sure my cable was plugged, you know, you, behind the strap. That's what you should have done. But, you know, it's just mm-hmm. it's a learning experience. Never happened again. So, <laughs> no, I had a teacher that he was known for saying, you'll never forget your traumatic experiences. So when I really need you to remember something, I'm just going to yell. Nice. 
Yeah, that's, I, that's clever. I mean, there's probably some truth to that. I definitely remember most of my traumatic experiences for sure. <laughs> um, speaking of traumatic experiences, we're just gonna Ooh. keep this Cabo train going. She said you you cry you cry during movies like a lot. Oh my God. She said it. She said it's almost it's almost a problem. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm emotional, right? <laughs> And I tend to leave things very, like, deeply. <laughs> I get very attached uh, to storylines and whatnot. And there's when there's a scene where, you know, like, I don't know, it, it's supposed to be touchy, it really touches me. No, I'm the same way, man. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I mean... I, I, that's that's, that's why I brought it up, because I can definitely relate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a couple more. One more. I thought this was crazy interesting, and I want footage of this. She said that at, for a moment there, you were actually a reporter on French news. Uh, I showed up on national French television, yeah. As a reporter? Uh, but as, no, no, no. As, uh, as, uh, uh, because I worked on construction site, ah. and they were doing a, a, report, a report, an interview about uh, safety measures and stuff like that. And uh, they actually recorded me working not in the best conditions of safety because ah. I shouldn't be doing what I was doing mm-hmm. uh, in the way that I was doing because I needed to be, you know, tangled up with some sort of harness, crazy harness this mm-hmm. thing. And it's like, I'm just going to the edge just to pass a few, uh, I don't know the, the English term, but like just some wood planks, some big, long wood planks. So that's it's going to be fine. So yeah, they were recording me right then and there. So look at this <laughs> dangerous conditions he is in. It's like they have a, they have a fisheye lens, so the so it looks like a huge drop. <laughs> it was actually the fifth floor, so so it fifth, was a huge. Uh, drop. I don't remember. I don't remember if it was the fifth or the third. It might be one or the other. So either it, way, it wouldn't be very healthy for you, me. Your your boss had a talk with you later about uh, why the fuck are you going on TV looking like a jackass. Actually, they just laugh about it. Oh. Honestly, yeah, no, they just laughed about it. It's, it's, it's like fine. Ah, safety regulations. This is France. No one gives a shit. <laughs> Pretty much. Nice. It's like the fine. It's gonna be more expensive to buy the harness. Yeah. No, the thing is, they actually do have the harness. But okay, I don't remember if it was the fifth floor or not. I think it was the third. Now that I think about it, but mm-hmm. if you think about it, you're on the third floor. And you need one, uh, one or two planks that are just outside the floor. There's like this safety, uh, you know, a platform that they put on temporarily. And you need those two planks. But to get those two planks, you need to go downstairs, three floors or five floors or whatever where you are. You go, you go down. Then you have to put on the harness, which takes about fifteen minutes. <laughs> it's it's very complicated thing. All right. Mm-hmm. So then you have to go all the way back up. Grab the things, pass the the two wood planks, go back down, take off the harness because someone else might need it, and there's only like two or three, and then go back up. So that's like one hour or more to just pass two planks. So it's like, mm-hmm. ah, no, mind. Like, we ain't got time for that. Safety, yeah. schmafety. Yeah, mm-hmm. but and I got punished for that. Like a construction drop job takes too long. <laughs> exactly right. But I got actually punished for that because a couple of months later, I twisted my ankle, and until this day, I I do sometimes suffer from it because I my, I always feel my ankle, and it always hurts. So because I was doing something of that kind, I was not 
looking where I was walking and I twisted my ankle. So do, if you have to do safety things, like all the safety things, because you might twist your ankle one day, like <laughs> I did. <laughs> Wick says, walk it off. <laughs> all right, James, uh, do you have any questions before I give him some of these quick fire daddies? No, not at all. Unless, let's see, what was on my mind earlier? Oh, right, right, right. So you do this commission-based work. And I remember I was in your stream the other time, but for other people that may not know this, where does most of your commissions come from? All right, so it's not necessarily commission-based. Mm -hmm. um, think of it this way. I work for an online plat platform. I don't work for them. I work there. And uh, it's a platform that it's 100% built and made by users, right? So like Fiverr everything... or something like that? Uh, no, like a 3D world, like a 3D platform. Imagine Sims, oh, okay. okay? The Sims, the sure. game where you can build your own house and stuff like that. Like Second Life uh, or something? That is, that's exactly where I work, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Where we have our store. So, and uh, we saw potential there, all right? So you can build your own items set them for sale and if they're good people will buy them so that's what we did me and Kawa, we we opened our store we started to make things we started to participate in events which work pretty much like fairs like it's a fair and you know there's booths and stuff and uh you just oh look at this is crescendo store and they're doing this items uh, um, exclusively that's a hard word for me to say <laughs> um and uh, it, it's just for that event, and you know, it's it's a couch or it's you know, it's we do very weird stuff. We do upcycled, we do recycled, everything. So we developed, uh, we we made our brand, we made our store, and we started to get invited to big events within the platform. And so basically, now our deadlines and timelines are basically because those events have timelines and deadlines. So the right. event opens from mm -hmm. day X to day Y, and uh, that's when we have to have the item uh, ready for. So imagine we're doing a desk or a bed or a chair. Uh, we make those items. We set them for sale at that event. The event opens. It's, you know, they, they have media and Facebooks and all that stuff. They send out grid-wide messages. Everyone goes to that event. and you know people buy our stuff so it's not as much as a commission as we do whatever we want basically uh within there's events that have themes sometimes there's events that have uh you know just broader themes there's there's things more like focused on on something it really depends on the, on the type of events that we're doing so yeah that that's that's where we developed our thing and where we are actually being successful at. And hopefully, though, we do expand to other online platforms we've been looking at. There's a few interesting things that I can actually expand my uh, 3D knowledge to as well um, in terms of better better conditions for us to work and for us to to produce what we do. So that's what we are looking and aiming to towards doing. So, yeah. Hmm. That's crazy, man. Like you've been able to build a whole career and an ecosystem just around that. But so, but do you do the occasional like offhand like commission if someone's like, Hey, I'm, I'm interested yeah. in something like this or 
Because I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have to make, I might have to ask you to make a 3D bucket. I might need. Uh... That's that's yeah, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> we, 3D we can do that. Bucket. We can do that pretty easy. Um, yeah, sometimes we do get requests, and uh, so here's uh, real quick. This is one that mm-hmm. Gator Pete just sent me. This is uh, one of the ones I saw you working on this, and I thought this oh, was yeah. pretty cool. Do you want to explain what? Uh, I don't know why it won't let me zoom in. Was this was this an item that was commissioned by somebody, or was this one you were building for that event, one of those events? Or that is actually a free gift in our store. So if you have an ah. account in Second Life, uh, because we rebuilt the entire store, uh, it's just don't get me started on the store. It was <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's it's honestly it was honestly a not a nightmare in a bad way. It was it took a lot of work to do. You know, it, it was very time consuming to, to think, okay, what's the layout we need to have? Imagine again, for people that are watching, probably more familiarized with, with the Sims, right? So mm-hmm. imagine walking yourself through a Sims store that, that you have to have the news, the new items, the display things. You have to have all the information you need, uh, to people. So we did that item to kind of like, bring people to our store to see the new store, to see the new overlay, uh, a couple of new items that we have done. So that one is, uh, was exactly that. We, um, uh, Cabo was like, Oh, we should, we should do this sign. And so she sends me a reference picture that more or less vaguely looks like that. And then from there, I'm like, okay, that's kind of easy. So I, I did the entire base structure, everything nice. traced out the, the neons and after the font and it, it's a free gift. So yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. All right. Uh, well, we have uh, our usual quick fire questions that we like to ask a lot of our guests. I basically have a list of questions, and I pick out the ones I think are more most interesting just to see if we can get to know you a little better. All right. What is your favorite cuss word? And I'm going to allow English or Portuguese. Ooh. That's going to have to be Portuguese, and it's going to have to be for this. <laughs> Do you want to tell the people what that means? That's pretty much uh, fuck you, but not you directly. It's like when you hurt yourself and you say fuck. In Portuguese, we say you, fuck you, but it's not really meant to be at that person. I know it's weird, but, you know, Portuguese is is weird. Uh, also, shupama PC is something we say very regularly, but I... Yeah, it's just between friends and. Uh, <laughs> just, in yeah. in Portuguese, my I have two. One is so. Did, I don't know if if uh, if this is Brazilian slang or if it means the same thing in Portuguese. Does "cu" mean mm-hmm. the same thing in? Uh, yeah. So yeah. vai vai tomar na cu is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cu is like asshole, but it's like super duper offensive. Yeah. Uh, so if you, if I tomar no cu is basically go take it in the ass, but it's like the probably one of the worst things you can say to someone. And uh, pretty much, yeah. And uh, cueca encheada, I, I for whatever reason I think is that's like that's like saying like full underwear. <laughs> yeah, that's a Brazilian slang though. Yeah, we don't use it in Portugal, but yeah, yeah. yeah so cueca encheada, like it's yeah. good stuff. But mm-hmm. uh. But that I like yours though. What about English? If you had one in English, besides um, fuck, because everyone says fuck. What's I know, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't usually. 
I don't know. Cabo could probably uh, uh, vouch for that one because I don't consciously think I say a cuss word in English. Uh, when I'm mad or upset, I do say like uh, a few weird words like, oh, uh, bollocks or bugger or, but those are not cuss words. Those are just like, you know. Uh, so I do say those quite often, but besides the regular, oh, fuck this or fuck that. But, uh, you know, other than that, I think I just cuss in Portuguese. When I'm upset, it's, it's like Portuguese all the way. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. really bad calling your mother names in Portuguese. It's just like, that's how it goes. <laughs> that's how my uh, Call of Duty background brought mm-hmm. me to. You know, so I just. Sua <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that's where I mean, my brain immediately switches from English to Portuguese and I just mm-hmm. rage at them in Portuguese. Um, so yeah, that's <laughs> in English, not so much because I usually tend to, uh, you know, be very calm when I have to speak English. Yeah. You, you don't, you don't seem like a very uh, angry person. So. Yeah, usually, usually I'm quite calm and collective. I'd like to think, uh, but I do lose my temper sometimes, uh, mind you, uh, especially when I have what? someone. What you mean? You're human. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, when you have someone asking for, and this uh, James asked me before, uh, or you also, Jimmy, as well, uh, about um, commissions and stuff like that, and then people ask you. Oh, um, so do you want to do this thing for me and blah, blah, blah. I want to show you this. So they teleport me. They show me their entire idea. And then I say, okay, that's, that's going to be around, uh, $40. Uh, you know, because it's going to take me about, you know, a full day to make that asset in 3D. And they're like, $40? $40? What? What? I have someone that does it for, for $5. And why are you talking to me then? Go talk to them. <laughs> Pretty much. Bye, right? Tomar no cool. <laughs> but no but i have to be super calm and say like you know like oh i'm sorry then like yeah i i have to lose an entire day because i have to be polite regardless you know i have to always maintain my when i'm talking especially a possible customer that uh-huh. can possibly say oh this guy said this to me was super rude i cannot afford i cannot afford that so i have yeah. to always be gotta be professional but yeah but mm-hmm. still it it does make me want to say those bad words at them yeah yeah, especially when, as you said, you don't really do commission work. Like, it's going to cost yeah. you a lot because, for one, that's not something you normally do. So you kind of want to discourage it. Like, I'm going to highball them because I kind of don't want to do it. But if they're willing to pay a lot, then I might as well. 100% real. I sometimes actually overprice because I don't want to do it. Like, this guy asked us to do an entire, an entire store like I did for us. And I just, like... I I cannot five thousand dollars. Yeah, it was insane. I I just look. If you want to pay uh, this amount, it's gonna be uh, we can do it. But otherwise, it's just not worth my time. Right. It's gonna take me a, a, almost a week to do that. I'm gonna you know probably miss out on a few events. You have to cover for those events basically. So oh uh, yeah, I understand. No, thank you. It's fine. We're still friends. We still talk. So. But yeah, that happens. Sometimes I have to overprice things so that I don't have to uh, to do certain things. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. it's just smart business, right? All right, let's move on. I have another question for you. What sound or noise? Uh, this can be good or bad. 
Is there a sound or noise that triggers you or like takes you back, like just triggers a memory or a place in time or just like every time you hear that noise, it just like transports you? Hmm. Uh, definitely. I don't like um, very high pitch sounds like forks in plates oh. and stuff like that. <laughs> That's no big no. Um other than that, uh, good sounds. You're talking to a guy that used to to play a lot of music, so of course, every every guitar, just one string of the guitar. If I play the first one, I can vocally tell you all the other ones because they are all in my memory. Uh, you know, so uh, that's pretty much uh, the sounds that I I will be attracted to or that will bring me memories. The sound of a guitar. A tuner, the little device that does the the first tune of the of the the first the string, four forty hertz or whatever. Exactly. So all of those will definitely bring me those memories, uh, and and good ones, you know. In in that case, not the forks and knives thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If heaven existed, mm -hmm. what would you like to hear God say when you showed up at the pearly gates? So you spent your entire life not believing in me, and here I am. <laughs> you want God to call you out? Yeah. He says, what now, bitch? <laughs> like, you kind of had a belief in me. I mean, the fact that you didn't believe in him and still made it to heaven, you must have been a decent That's, person, right? So There you go. There you go. So I would probably not meet him if he, said, he was real. He said, shoot me pizza. <laughs> <laughs> he would definitely call me out like, so you didn't believe me, huh? Like, yeah, That's awesome. Dude, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. You want God to call yeah. you out? That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, what are you not very good at? Dancing. <laughs> I can't dance. Cabo, I needed to chime in here. Can the man dance? Is he a, he's secretly a good dancer, right? When he's alone. Zero, man. Zero. What's no? <laughs> Just two letters. N O. I get, I get very clumsy. I, you know, I can get in the rhythm. You should at least have rhythm, can't you? At exactly. Least, like, exactly. Lean on the rhythm, like right. So I can do that, but you know, then you start doing some weird stuff with your arms. It's like, dude, either I lean or I do stuff with my arms, like both of them at the same time. It's gonna mm -hmm. take some practice. So like, I never uh, practice. Oh, I never, I never did anything like that. So yeah, I'm, nice. I'm horrible at dancing. I bet James like is a good dancer. Just move your arms like, this is good enough. <laughs> I'm, I'm dancing. Pretty much. Just blink once in a while <laughs> and wave your head. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just move on rhythm. It doesn't matter what the movements are as long as they're on rhythm, right? Mm. <coughs> James is a professional merengue dancer, for those who didn't know. Uh, is, it, is, that, is that racist? Can I, am I allowed to say that? Because he's Mexican. <laughs> Um, so last question, ruse, uh, ruse, room, desk, and car. Which one do you clean first? Uh, none of them. <laughs> Cabo, is he a slob? <laughs> okay. I let a pile of stuff in my desk. Not now because I cleaned up for the podcast for no reason whatsoever, but, uh, if I had to pick, it would be my desk because I have to work at it. 
Mm-hmm. And of course, I I clean my own stuff. Right. But I'm just very lazy to do so. <laughs> it's conservative. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. Nice. Like clean enough for me. Yeah. I know where everything is. Like, what? There's there's two headphones that I don't actually use. Just one. Let's keep one on the desk for no apparently reason. It's just going to stay there. <laughs> that is um <laughs> political of you, Cabby. <laughs> Conservative. He's not good, but he's not terrible. He's just kind of, you know, good. It's in so, his own space. Uh, Cabo, also, I noticed earlier, I'm going to call her out for a previous comment. She said your driving is uh, terrifying. Are you? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> she meant on Battlefield. Oh, I'd like to oh. point that out. Well, no, we actually have a clip of that. I have a few clips we're going to watch. Um. Usually I, I watch like the top clip, but we're going to watch a few of yours because they're all really short. Your your top three or four clips are actually all really good. So, in fact, that's a good segue. Let's switch over. Speaking of bad driving, uh, this first clip, we'll watch it first now. It'll be perfect. He uh, apparently has been accused of bad driving uh, multiple times. So before he even got accused in this clip, he made an excuse, and it's awesome. So we're going to watch that one first. The clip is called Amazing Driver. Look, look. There's a bike here. It's already in a bad spot, okay? So mind that. <laughs> oh, why have you like? Listen, it was, it was, it was upside yeah. down. <laughs> Absolute bullshit. Look, it's in a bad position. This is why I can't drive. There's a tank uh, that's nearly dead in the sea. You'll. It was already in a bad spot, right? <laughs> It's not your fault. <laughs> listen, listen. I grabbed that bike. It wasn't a bad spot, right? I drove all the way down that hill. I turned around and I killed that guy. That's awesome, right? You done good, I kid. Mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of in a bad spot. I see what you're saying. Right? <laughs> all right. Uh, like the, and w- the end goal was the same, but the execution, very, very interesting. <laughs> true, true story. Definitely, definitely. All right, uh, we're going to click through the rest of these. This one's called Ghost. I, th- I saw this one. I thought it was pretty funny. It made me giggle. So he's doing his 3D design. Watch watch down in the corner. So we do it like Sitting like in the dark. And now we disguise this. You guys saw that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's creepy. That's a really odd one. It, it never did that anymore. Ever? Uh, yeah, ever. Um, it never did that at all. <laughs> it's like the one and only time when you're that streaming. Was the one and like, yeah. uh, Pretty much. Tav, like uh, real quick, Tav, I'm sorry uh, that you got booted for dropping that link. I made you a regular, so if you, uh, if you, if you had a link you wanted to post, you can do so now. Sorry about that. Uh, moving on to the next one. This one is called Falling. I thought this was hilarious. And this one will need some explanation because this is actually uh, you're doing 3D design. And I think you, you forgot to <laughs> include a part of your uh, of your 3D object. And it's pretty funny. <laughs> I love that the music is playing okay, Falling for in the this? background. Sound of I, I want to restart it. In the background, the music says, I'm falling. So... 
keep that in mind in context. I know it's kind of quiet, but. Okay, ready for this? Sound of drums. This is cool. This is a cool part. Nope. <laughs> 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 so what happened there? What happened, uh, Launcher? Did you forget so, the yeah. bottom? No, like the bottom was actually there. But the problem is when you're doing physics, you have to apply, you know, okay. So I selected, it's two different objects. The, the side of the box, it's an object and the bottom is another object. So I added the physics to the side, but I forgot to add the bottom. So actually, so when I press, I like, okay, so the physics are done, like everything's cool. All right. So let's, let's just press play. And when I press play, I'm like super anxious to see them falling in the right place but they just fall through <laughs> just like because there's no bottom. You built up the anticipation and then it yeah, just went, <laughs> sound the drums. Nope. Denied. All right. This last one, uh, this one's going to cause some controversy, uh, especially with Mr. Gator Pete. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you know what clip I'm about to play launch a cue, but you're about to be exposed, sir. Oh my uh, God. I don't oh, know if no. you guys knew this, but launcher Q is an avid Nickelback fan. Here he is singing along to some Nickelback live on his stream. You know. I couldn't cut his head of What are you doing to me? Why are we listening to Nickelback? I love Nickelback. I, this cannot be known. Did you hear that? He admitted it. I love Nickelback. <laughs> this cannot be known. <laughs> it is now known forever on this podcast. For that was a secret. Okay, the rest. that was not supposed to. <laughs> Should have deleted that clip, bro. I found it. It's all over now. It's like who requested this song? You Bam. just you just got banned from Gator Pete's stream forever. <laughs> that word is banned yeah. on his stream, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just okay. Explaining Nickelback from an outsider point of view. I am Portuguese. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about all this, like dissing Nickelback and why they are over this or overplayed or this or that. I don't know. So when they started playing here in the radios and everything, yeah, this is a, it's a cool song. It's a cool vibe. The, the lyrics at the time didn't make sense to me because I was Portuguese. I, I had no clue of what they were saying. Mm -hmm. And it was just like a cool guitar thing that I kind of actually learned how to play. So back then, I don't remember now, but I did. So, you know, yeah, this is a cool band. I, I like, I, I like them. So that's, that's why it, it developed into, because I didn't know any of, of the things. Then I learned that they came into Portugal and that we throw bottles at them and they throw bottles back and like it was really nasty and they stop, like they, they stopped the concert in the middle and it, it's just like a mess. But yeah, that's, that's basically why I, I kind of like liked them and uh, I know some of their songs. So <laughs> mm -hmm. it's all good. I'm, I'm Thank okay. you Pete for forgiving me. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Gator Pete. He, he may, he may think of you differently now, but uh, <laughs> I, I love ca cabotage is throwing you right under the bus. She's like, I know, right? she said excuses. So many excuses. She should be on my side. What the hell's going on here? So busted. <laughs> It's like I came on for an interview and not an interrogation. <laughs> God. Tav said, actually, Nickelback made a death promise to never play again in Portugal. 
Portugal, so we'll never see them again here. That is true, yeah. Really? Yeah, that has had to do with that whole incident where they they got thrown off bottle. I don't I don't know the details, but yeah, they they throw bottles back and forth and stuff like that, and you just dropped a mic and went away. And they promised to never come back to Portugal again. Based on that audience, they promised to never come back to Portugal. So I know that that shows pretty much their their you know a criteria, I guess. Wow. Well, you know what? They're lost because <laughs> yeah. Because so so far with my interactions with the few people I know from Portugal, mostly tonight, <laughs> uh, you seem like good people. So they're missing I out. I, I appreciate the fact that I'm I'm giving a nice impression of uh, Portuguese people. So that's that's good. <laughs> so uh, so when I when I come to visit Portugal, you're gonna let me sleep on your couch because I said all those nice things, right? No, no couch. I have like three bedrooms. <laughs> Just they have a full bedroom. <laughs> there's three bedrooms bathroom there's everything so you you can you just have a place to stay we live 50 kilometers i don't know miles i'm sorry 50 kilometers away from lisbon it's more or less of a 30 minute drive so there's bishop, that bishop girl thinks i deserve the couch for exposing your love for nickelback <laughs> hmm now that you mention that <laughs> <laughs> So All right. People that expose me don't get a whole room to themselves. So <laughs> I think here's what I would like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gotten to know Launcher Q quite well. And uh, generally what we'll do is we'll take a break. And when we get back from the break, we will jump into some uh, Sheaf's Beef. He has assured me it's a good one this week. But I think right now before we do, I was trying to decide when I wanted to do it. I think now is the time if James is ready. Oh, we have a new segment on the show. I'm always ready on my on my channel. We have uh, a currency that we use on the channel called ducats, and I made a new incentive where you could spend two thousand ducats to have James twenty eight, my trusty co-host, read you a message live during the podcast. We have received, I think, four. Gator Pete slid one in at the last second. Uh-huh. Uh so we have four messages that James is going to read. I'm going to get a little sexy background music going. And uh it's up to him how he chooses to interpretate and read your message. So uh James if you're ready, we have uh make sure you let the people know who submitted the Jumbotron message. Mhm. And uh and uh take it away, sir. All right. You want it? You got it. <clears throat> This one's from Blue Trouble Gamer. Smooth, smooth, smooth bananas are my favorite. Why? Because I like to peel them halfway off, lick and suck them. This was myself, Hamas28, saying this, by the way. This next one is from Bella Bandit. My beef of the week is that Mashif is just too handsome and strong. Love you, babe. And next one from Lakil. Hey guys, Hamas here. Loki.io has a new ambassador program where they are giving out 10,000 Loki coins for qualified ambassadors. Want to educate people about their platform? Contact Lakil for more information. These tokens are worth more than 300 USD. And lastly, uh, oh, it's this one. God. All right, this one from Gator Pete. <clears throat> 
Normally, the duck keeps its penis inside out within a sack in its body. When the time for mating arrives, the penis explodes outwards to a fully erect 20... I was about to say kilometers. 20 centimeters around a quarter of the animal's total body length. The whole process takes just a third of a second and requires a high-speed camera to capture. Twitch.tv forward slash Gator Pete. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> so... That, that's what we have to offer. That is the James, the Jumbotron James segment of the show. 2,000 ducats. You too can have your message or advertisement read during the podcast. So uh, make sure you get those submitted. You can submit them anytime. You don't have to do it during a stream. You just go to the overlay. You go to the, uh, the ducket link and you can submit those. It is limited to 255 characters. But if you would like to have a message read by Mr. Sexy Voice himself, James 28, make sure you get those Jumbotron submitted for the next episode. So we're going to take a quick three to five minute break. When we get back, right when we get back, we're going to dish up some hot, fresh Sheaf's beef. So if you guys want to go ahead and just mute yourself, uh, I'm going to put it on our little uh, away screen for a minute and we'll be back in a few. All right. I am back. I'm going to bring the guys on here in a second, and we are going to dive straight into some beef, Mr. Mashif. Uh, he, fi- he finally is ready to serve us up some juicy beef. Last week, he had a, uh, a time conflict, and I, you know, I just, I didn't feel right doing a podcast without the beef. So we we put we put it off not just because of him we were all pretty busy last week but uh, I wanted to wait I felt like I felt like Launcher Q deserved the full experience he deserved to experience the beef and everything we had to offer so if you guys want to unmute yourselves uh, we're gonna switch straight over to the media view here and we're gonna get this beef going hello. Well, hello hello there. there. For those who don't know, this segment of the show, if you're new here, uh, our good friend Mashif, if if anyone wants to shout out Mashif in chat, once a week he makes a pre-made video where he gives us some beef. He gives us two topics that he is not very happy about. He's a grumpy old man. I say old, but he's like almost the same age as me so uh he's got things that he's not happy about he's gonna give us two topics we're gonna debate which one is the bigger beef <laughs> shout out mcqueef <laughs> that is uh that is not uh oh shit I forgot no red marsh you're right on time it's beef time daddy we're gonna get into some sheaves beef right meow so without further ado, usually what we do is we do it on go. So I'll say one, two, three, go, and we'll all hit play at the same time. We have not watched this yet. We do it live. So uh, you guys ready? Ready. Yep. All right. One, two, three, go. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Sheep's Beef. <laughs> I'm your host, Miss Sheep. That voice crack. This week's beef. We're down here, JTR HBR Studio Complex Headquarters. Let's get to the ring. Welcome, everyone, to the beef. I'm your host, Mashif, and we're going to be going over the two hot beefs of the week. Let's get to the first one blogs. Now, blogs used to be your home, your slice, your 
homepage of the internet that you controlled, that you could post your opinions, your cool project that you're working on, or just anything that you wanted to do with it. Now, they're still there for that. It's just people don't use them. Why would you use that when you've got Twitter, Tumblr, you got Facebook, you got Snapchat, you got Instagram? There's all these social media platforms that facilitate that need to, to put your stuff out on the internet and watch it do its thing, right? So you have a way to do that. So blogs aren't used for that anymore. What blogs are used for is click farms. Now, click farm is a really interesting title, generally with an awesome thumbnail that grabs your attention. Like this one right here. Look at these fucking bridges. This is going to be awesome. I love cool architecture, and I, I definitely want to see this <laughs> Look at bridge. All the ads right? while he's trying to do this. Well, you click it, and what's the first thing that loads? Ads. Ads are the first thing that loads because ads are the actual content. They're just there to service ads and to get you to click. Each click is there to get more ad revenue, and the website's designed around that. That's True. why they're these terrible fucking slideshows that take forever to load. There's very low effort, low content creation, and there's never any author or date info, so you can identify who the hell put this thing together. <laughs> the, ads. the reason why that's important is some of these blogs will disseminate fake news or hurtful or hate speech or things that are just misinformation altogether that could cause real problems. So you have no way of vetting the author's information and seeing if it's a real uh, thing that you need to pay attention to or if it's something that you need to uh, take it with a grain of salt. Of course, it's the Internet, so everything's got to have a grain of salt. <laughs> Shit, we're salty right now because we're looking at these fucking blog websites with ads. He the turned off ad block when he made this. I don't know when this mm -hmm. trend started, but now they all want to serve you a notification. Allow no notifications on oh, the, the notification hey, shit wants drives to send me you the crazy. top ten reasons why Elsa was the best princess for the Disney princess show or something. No. <laughs> Fucking no. You're not getting any notification access. I'm not allowing any notifications. I got enough shit going on. There's enough things screaming for my attention that I do not need a fucking blog to be serving me more of that. And to top it off, when the content is just ads, I'm not fucking interested. So don't even ask. I feel awful for the, the uninformed that allow all those notifications and I don't know how to get them away. That's why blogs, you are the first beef, beef of, of the, the week. week. Let's just collectively stop going to that shit. Second beef, Ooh. login credentials. Now, Logins are a necessary evil, and they've been around a long time on the Internet. And, you know, it made sense. It really did make sense to have a username and password so you could log in and get just your information and no one else had access to that. Okay, but this is 2018. We have literally hundreds of username and passwords. The average business uh, person that needs a computer for work has 200 logins. And you know what? There's a new one every fucking day. And these things are a pain in the ass to keep up with. Not only do you have to change it once a month, but you have to change it using the credentials and the, the, the rules that they set. Okay. There's no standardization. There, the DOD puts out a True. guideline, but most websites don't even use that. And sometimes the usernames are weird too. You're stuck using your email address, which is super fucking insecure, or a username. And sometimes the username has to have like a, a number or a symbol, but you're, you don't know if you're allowed to use this symbol or that symbol. And then the password does the same thing. And to top it off, you're going to have to go through every month and change that shit over. So are, do you have a chance to memorize it? No. So what do you resort to? The average person would resort to a Word document or a Post-it note full of 
usernames and passwords, which is horribly unsafe. And even if those don't get stolen or that doesn't happen, when you're centrally hosting a username and password for a website or even a group of websites, what could happen? There could be a data breach. It happens all the time. And then all of a sudden, they've got access to all your username and passwords. And what most people do is they will use one username and password for, for everything. <laughs> We're all fucking guilty of this. It's not wrong. It's really hard it really not isn't. to. But most people do. Okay, so we've resorted to using websites like bugmenot.com for websites that we don't really need a username or password, but they want to do that so they can service fucking ads. Thank you, blogs. And then you have the issue with dumb people at work. I know IT fucking <coughs> hates this. IT departments must hate username and passwords because I have people at work that absolutely refuse to go from one computer to another because their settings aren't there. And when everyone says settings at work, I'm instantly enraged because what they mean is... I don't know my goddamn username and passwords, and I don't know the websites that I need to do my work. So I need you, Mr. IT man, to go over here and copy everything over there because I don't know how. And I know this shit drives people fucking crazy because your IT department has better shit to do than help you with your username and passwords. True. And something as simple as a goddamn bookmark. <laughs> That's why. Passwords, login credentials, you are the second beef of the week. All right, I paused it. Oh, wait, no, he usually does a blurb. Hold on. Jimmy, James, chat, launcher. I want to hear what you guys have to say. We're going to take a quick break while you guys deliberate, which you think is the biggest beef of the week. And when we come back, I will let you know if you're right on Shave's Beef. All right, I'm at 6.09. I paused it at 6.09. Exactly the same. All right, mm -hmm. cool. James, what do you think? Whew. The one that bothers me the most, them login creden credentials. Cause here's More than thing. ads? More than blogs with shitty ads all over? All right, because see, here's the thing about blogs with shitty ads. One, I have ad block. True. You origin ad block. I have never seen an ad in probably the past three years. They're getting smarter, though. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, I haven't seen a blatant ad. I still know when there's an ad when I'm like, wait a minute, why is this person shilling this product in the comment section like this? I'm like, ah, it's an ad. But when it comes to login credentials, I use Google Chrome and they save your username and passwords right on. And like Mashif said, I have the same password. I have three passwords for everything and usually the same username. So if this laptop that I'm using is ever like compromised, all they have to do is log in and they basically have access to everything. Because unless it has two FFA, they can just get in. And it's because every single website that makes you have a login, they always have the stupidest password requirements <laughs> that are different for everything. It's like, I'm not, I'm only going to use this website like a couple times, like maybe it's for class. So it's like, okay. <laughs> lowercase letters, some numbers. And it's like, no, no, no. You have to have a special character. You got to have combination, uppercase, lowercase, some numbers in there, some other crap. So I'm like, okay, Google Chrome, just save it for me because I won't even remember this. Some of the websites I do use, I don't even like type stuff in anymore. It just autofills and I click, yeah, that should be fine. Log in. So that that's the the bigger one I have a beef with. All right. What about you, uh, Launcher Q? What do you think? Uh, it's a tough one. Uh, 
I think because of the same reason that, that James mentioned, I'm also going to go for password credentials because I also have Adblock. And more often than not, I do not see ads. But with that being said, uh, I do work in an environment that we still do use blogs. Believe it or not, we get a lot of exposures from our items in our blogger group, which is pretty much someone that grabs our items, they set them all pretty in the scene, they do a blog about it, they say, oh, we got this from Crescendo at this event, blah, blah, blah. And uh, they do a nice scene, they post it to Flickr, and they send it over their social medias, but they do a, a base blog uh, post. So we have like around 50-something uh, bloggers in our team, and they all use, uh, you know, the basic uh, word, the whatever format it's WordPress. used for bloggers. Yeah, exactly. And stuff like that. So we they still use uh, bloggers. Uh, yeah, WordPress, yeah. Uh, so... They still use blogger. We still use bloggers in our work environment. So ads would be very annoying if I did not have ad block. <laughs> so, but I do have to agree with, with James because passwords, sometimes I honestly don't even know what password I'm typing. And I will not worry if it's a secondary website. I'll just, I'll just type something and add a few numbers there. And just send it. I log in. I do what I have to do. And then I log out. And then if I ever have to get back to that website, if it's not saved, I'll just recover my password. That's what I do. I know my email. My email has a super huge password that I don't know by heart. So I'll just have to like, I'll, I'll write something. If I ever need that again, I'm going to have to use the recovery system because I don't know what I typed for that uh, for that password. So I would say the password credentials. Interesting. <sighs> yeah, right, I Mr. mean computer science. Here's the thing. A few people have brought it up and I agree, but the problem is getting people to you. So there are really good password managers out there. Uh, mm -hmm. if you own Mac devices, I know all you guys fucking hate on Macs, but like they have the, the, the Mac keychain works across all your devices, saves all your passwords. You just remember one master password. It'll log into all your shit. If you're not on Mac devices, there's a really cool service called LastPass. I have that. LastPass is awesome. Like you just put everything on there and you can just completely randomize all your passwords and you don't have to memorize them. And it's actually more secure that way. So like there are solutions out there for the password issue. So it's not, I, I don't feel bad for people that are like, Oh, I got to remember a password. And I like fucking use the tools that are out there. I don't feel bad for you that you're, you're ignorantly not using what there's so many tools available to solve the password problem that being said as a uh as you mentioned a software developer what there are other solutions out there that companies are not using there are some companies that are taking advantage of them and i wish that more companies would so there one, one of those solutions is third-party login tools to authenticate who someone is. A lot of sites now, you can just say log in through Google or log in through Facebook. 
and they'll use your credentials from other sites to verify who you are. Those work really well, but only if people adopt them. Mm-hmm. Also, one that a lot of companies don't use that my company actually has started using and experimenting with more and more that's a really good idea. And some people say, oh, that's just a hassle, but it solves a lot of the problems because let's face it. So let's say you want to reset a password. What do they use to reset your password? Depends. Usually your email. Exactly. In 95% of the cases, they use your email address, right? Well, guess what? All of those like geriatrics who forget their password every time they log in, they have to go to their email to reset their password like once a week, right? So why – so the argument that that there's actually a solution out there now, it's called email logins, And basically what it is, every time you log in, it just sends a link to your email and you click on it and that's how you log in. You don't have to memorize a name or password at all. As long as you know your email address, you can go to your email, click the link, and you're logged in. The reason that works is because the only way it can be compromised is if your entire email account is compromised, right? Well, if your email is compromised, you're fucked anyway, because then anyone can just go through and reset all your passwords to all your sites. So why not just take the middleman out of logging in with a name and password? Because half the time, these idiots are going to go log into their email and reset their passwords anyway. So why not just make them go to their email and click on a link every time? And then you don't have to worry about any of these issues, because if you have access to your logged in email, you're probably who you say you are, right? So like some sites have actually started experimenting with just you go to the site and you say log in and it says a link has been sent to your email. You pull up your email, you click the link, you're logged in. And it's I wish that it was used more. I think email logins and third party logins for sites like you're already signed up for Google. You're already signed up for Facebook. You already have three email accounts. Use those. Why make someone create a whole nother login account when you have so many tools available already? So, yes, I think I I have beef with that only because companies are not utilizing the tools that are available. But that's more on the companies. That's my beef with them for not being forward thinking and not like looking at the atmosphere, looking at the ecosystem and saying, hey, there's a better solution. So I do have beef with that. However... The whole political thing is the reason that my bigger beef might be with ads because I I often click a link, a political link, right? And it links to Washington Post or it links to New York Times or it links to one of these sites. And the second that that comes up, it says, hey, you're using an ad blocker. Disable ad blocker or click here to rent our service for one month. Now, me as a technical person, I know how to do a right-click inspect, and I can actually just disable the overlay. Like I, <laughs> If you know what you're doing, you can just disable that pop-up in the code. Like I can just go to the JavaScript and disable it. But most people, 
They get these nag, 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 nag. That's the new thing that bugs the shit out of me. It's not the blogs and it's not the ads. It's when I click on a Washington Post article and they're like, here, follow these steps to disable your ad blockers so you can read this 300-word uh, fucking news article. That drives me insane. Like, more than anything, I like, I just, I, that might be my bigger beef is is not just the blogs but the whole ad block detection cuz now you're base it's 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 escalation right so like ads just got out of hand so they invented ad blockers and now ad blockers are got so good at what they do that the websites have found ways to detect when you're blocking their ads so now the ad blockers are blocking the detection of the ad. Like, it's just, it's so ridiculous that this whole escalation is happening. Mm-hmm. But everybody wants shit for free. And that's really what it comes down to for me is the fact that, like, if you want shit for free, you might have to deal with some ads. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. shit's not free. Web hosting costs money. I build websites for people. And I know that it costs me at least ten dollars a month, or five or ten, depend. Like if you use DigitalOcean, they have you can host for like five ten dollars a month a website, uh, depending if the traffic's low. But like, it costs money to put shit on the internet, and so ads are a necessary evil because everyone expects shit to be free these days. And I don't know what the solution is because it's just getting to the point where it's like you've got ads, you got a blocker for the ads, you got a blocker for the ad blocker, you got you got detection for the blocker of the ad blocker, and that's just a game that nobody's gonna win. Mm-hmm. And and so I feel like that's my bigger beef. I think my bigger beef is blogs and ads and ad blockers and that whole ecosystem is just so broken. I feel like for me personally. That's probably my bigger beef. Only because I know there are better solutions for logins. We're just not using them yet. And I think over time that will change. The ad problem, I don't see a solution in the near future. Mm-hmm. It's, like it's, it's like you said, it's an escalation. As more people used ad blocks, less ads were being seen. So now our revenues had fallen. So what do we do? We put more ads to hopefully compensate for the users that are that have that still see the ads but then as the users that see ads keep going down they have to put more ads and then it keeps getting worse because now people are like the entire website is full of ads i just want to read an article so then they add yeah it's a snowball problem and there's no real end in sight for that then that for me that's why it's the bigger beef than the login one the login one's frustrating but I feel like that there is a solution for the login one. We're just not quite like people haven't adopted those tools yet, but they exist. The ad one, I don't, I don't see a solution for it. It's going to be a constant battle. That's my beef. Like I, I really, really, really hate going to a website and it's like we noticed you're using an ad blocker. I, I I immediately close the tab. Even though I really wanted to read that article, like I just like it's not fucking worth it to me to jump through these hoops. Mm-hmm. That happened to me before as well, yeah. Yeah. So and, and sometimes they're nice about it. They're like, We notice you have an ad blocker. We would like you to disable it. But if you don't, you can donate a dollar. And if you don't want to, you can just close this overlay and read it anyway. Yeah, yeah some I'm sites like, are that's, good about it. That's like, true. I respect that. I'm not gonna give you money. Because this is like the only article I'm ever going to read from your website, but I respect that. 
So for me, it's it's blogs and ads. All right. I'm sticking to it. Did I sway you guys? Do you want to change your opinions? Uh, Are you sticking to logins? Uh, yeah. Be anything. It's true. Just, just honestly, because uh, I don't read that many articles that I have those pop-ups coming up to bother uh, me. True. I do see them eventually. I, I do get them. Like uh, Facebook, somebody's sharing a link or something. You click on it, and then there's the overlay. But I don't tend to click on a lot of things. So usually it does not bother me that much. So I'm going to stick with, with the password uh, and credentials and, and all that stuff. Mashif just admitted his fatal mistake. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I don't use ad block. I just let the ads wash over me. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't feel bad for you at all. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm at 609. You guys ready? Same. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, on go. One, two, three, go. Well, did you get it? Are you right? Jimmy, James, Launcher, chat, how do we do? Did we get it right? Let's find out. The biggest beef of the week is... <laughs> Holy shit. Knew it. It's 2018. We need to get a handle on this crap. And this is Did where... Sway you? And I know Jimmy's been waiting for this. This is where the goddamn blockchain comes in. Oh, okay? blockchain. He's centralized bringing up a blockchain node, point. Information that's copied, and there's a ledger, and everything's the same across the board, and I have access to this, and you fucking don't, and there's no way to alter that. This is where I get excited about the blockchain because I fucking hate login credentials. There's got to be a better way. This doesn't work. And I know you can say, well, Mashif, you could use LastPass. Well, what happens when LastPass goes out of business or LastPass? Oh, he brought up LastPass. No. got all your shit for every (laughs) website. It's not a good answer. Okay. There's no good answer other than the blockchain has to fix this. And this is where I get excited about that. But in the meantime, login credentials. You are the beef of the week. That's what I think of that. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> I think I think Mashif designs them just so I'll get them wrong. I think it's it's <laughs> it's me specifically that he's targeting. I feel uh I feel singled out. Yeah. That that might be that might be a thing. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, I I get it, but I don't think LastPass is going out of business anytime soon. I don't know. But yeah, but Mashif, you didn't know about the email login though, did you? And third-party logins, those are a thing, right? There are there are solutions. We just got to get on board with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I. I did notice a lot of websites like if they they're like, oh, if you don't have an account, register or just log in using Google. And I'm like, yes, click that one. It's so fucking fast. The first one is blogs, not ads. It doesn't matter because the whole time you were showing blogs, it was all ads. And that's what made me mad. So I, I changed your beef to what I wanted it to be. <laughs> I created a straw man argument so I could argue against what I wanted. Uh. What I take from that is that you wouldn't get it right, even if you said uh, if you said blogs. It's it true. Wasn't. I just argue with myself most of the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will admit my own flaws. The email login is dope. It's a thing, dude. 
If I ever make my own website that has like a member login thing, it's going to have an email login just because fuck all that other shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when it, it would take you probably the same amount of time to log in. Exactly. Compared to using like old username and password. Exactly. So, we are now at my favorite part of the podcast when we get to talk about all kinds of random shit. If anyone noticed, the name of this podcast was The Future's Weird. Because there's a lot of weird shit that's happened in the last couple of weeks that I've really wanted to talk about. Some of it happened last week, but uh, we didn't have a podcast last week because Mashif's time management brings, is brings a tear. terrible. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to blame Mashif for all of it, even though all of us were busy last week. It's all Mashif's fault. What is bug me, bug me not? Oh, I, I didn't realize that said bug me not until I read it. I'll check that out in a minute. I'm not familiar with Bug Me Not. Anyway, uh, did you guys hear about um, SpaceX? <laughs> Let's hope that goes right. <laughs> Dude. SpaceX is going to mm-hmm. send a human being on a private flight into space. Mm-hmm. And we have a name. There was a whole, he did a whole thing. He did a whole uh, announcement. They're finally sending a person. Yeah, dude, did you see it? I posted the link on, there was a live stream and everything. Here, let's let's switch to my media view. This is the guy. This guy paid SpaceX. He's going to be the first person on a private commercial flight to space. His name is Yusaku Meizawa, I'm sure I'm murdering the pronunciation on that. Gator Pete will probably correct me because he's a weeb and a half. <laughs> um, he's like, well, actually, Jimmy, the way you pronounce the Z. <laughs> Did the article list the price of the ticket? It wasn't an article. It was a live stream. I don't think they have disclosed how much it costs. But this but guy this guy has his own company, and he, he has this whole project. He's calling it the Moon Project. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, I chose to go to the moon with artists. I don't know what that means. So, okay. okay in case you, d- you don't know. So it's him. He's an artist and he's taking other artists with him because he's hoping that this experience, you know, going to the moon will like help shape like new ideas for art that they want to bring back and like create and share. But then if the ship explodes now. <laughs> It's going to be an issue. Yeah, before we started the podcast, we're like, wait, statistically, has anyone figured out, like, SpaceX has launched many rockets, and quite a few of those have exploded. <laughs> um, I really hope that this podcast, I like, we're joking about it now. I hope that I'm not right. But statistically, it'd be interesting to see the numbers on, like, Percentage-wise, what are the chances of a SpaceX rocket exploding? Um, I mean, they've gotten pretty good at it. Don't get me wrong. Their last few launches and landings have been very impressive and very consistent. But it changes things a little bit when you put human flesh in a tube and launch them into space. There's a lot of things that can go wrong. So... uh I don't know. I have my concerns, to say the least. Um, 
I don't what I don't know. What I what do you guys think? <laughs> it's definitely like I do think though that for them to be taking this step, uh we cannot analyze like all the mishaps and all the the rockets that exploded prior to a set date because I think that's okay, this is this is working now. So like let's say a couple of years ago, so from now on, we need to to do that that statistic and how many have actually blown up or how many were actually a successful launch, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that's when we should like actually do the statistic. Uh, but it still might go wrong, like everything, like something might go wrong, and if it actually does, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, I. I wonder what that would mean for SpaceX as a program. Because up until now, it's one thing to blow up, like, some metal. Yeah, like some automated ones. But, like, when you blow up a person, that's oh, that's got to cool. have an effect on your stocks, right? Because they're privately... <laughs> yeah. Like, didn't they just go private? I mean, didn't didn't he just, like... Maybe that's that why. Maybe, maybe, I mean, if you're public, that would probably be even worse. That investor confidence falls. Yeah. If you're private, I guess you could probably afford to kill a few people. <laughs> Pretty it's, much. It's very interesting that he does want to take these artists up there because it's one thing to send, you know, like Neil Armstrong to go up there and just be like astronaut and then come back and like talk about it. But for those people that like are used to like telling like a story or emotions through a different medium be interesting to see what they create. That's, That's what true. I think. Yeah. I could see that. Yep. I don't know. I'm worried. <laughs> Speaking of uh privately traded companies, uh Steam's just going going for it, right? Hmm. Did you guys hear the Steam VR news? VR titties. All the titties. Not just VR titties, just titties in general. Yeah. Seems like, well, remember when we had, uh, when we, <laughs> when we had Battle Athlete on here, there was that whole controversy about Steam banning Hoonie Pop and all the shit that went down with that. And now it's like a complete 180. Mm. Now, now Steam's like, no, we're going to release like full blown adult uncensored games. That makes sense for Steam, though. Does it? Yeah, they they need to grab, they need to grab that market. They need to to do something to grab people. Like, of course, they're they're filled already with money. Okay, CS:GO skins and all that jabber. That all all the game skins because apparently that's in a lot of them. But that's a market that if they filter it correctly in you know people's profiles etc cetera, etc cetera, make sure the accounts are correct which is never 100% accurate but still i think that's something they should pick up they should uh grab it because look at it if you look at uh, activision being bought by blizzard right they lost call of duty that was a big thing for them like a huge huge title that they lost because you know blizzard just snapped their fingers oh activision come here i want you now and deal was done so they i think they they're doing it because they they need to cater to 
the rest of it, like everything else that you have, if you're doing a game that does this or does that or nudity or this or that, I, I'm going to grab it. I think that's why they're doing it because they're hungry for money. They want, they want money and, and that's a market that they want to explore. So. Yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, because before this, you know, the number one, you know, hentai game site, Nuttaku, was the <laughs> number one place to head, place to go. And I know this because one, their ads would always pop up when I'm watching my illegal anime on some shady third party website. <laughs> and two, they paid PewDiePie for a Twitter ad. Which was the funniest thing because the Twitter ad was like full of like eggplants and licking emotes. And it was like head and Nataku for the hottest hentai games. <laughs> I was like, this is great. This is where the market's headed. Because it clearly shows that there's, there is a market for it. That people are interested yeah. in playing these type of, types of games. Did you guys see the list? 28 countries. Oh, yeah, I I looked over it. This is 28 countries that, uh, I mean, not that they're probably the bigger markets, but, uh, I mean, I was surprised to see Japan on this list. But then again, they censor, like, dicks and vag in general. So having a completely uncensored game, even though half of them are probably Japanese in origin... (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> but sure. that's kind of funny that they're one of the ones that would be uh restricting it let's see let's head china i'm not surprised about uh like a lot of these i'm not surprised egypt australia uh germany i mean they in the past they've restricted some things like swastikas and whatnot but uh japan's probably trying to protect its own market that's a good point but i don't know like 28 countries right off the bat were like, nope, just either completely shut down Steam or shut down uh, these specific uh, titles that Steam is releasing. So, But are these countries banning Steam like completely or they're just not allowing these titles to be released on their countries? Mm-hmm. Uh, good point. You know Let's see. Because if they're fully banning steam that's very it looks like the game itself so far the game has been restricted in 28 countries Mm -hmm. people are still going to play it but officially true yeah i don't know it's just it's it's crazy because it feels like such a 180 from the last conversation that we had Mm -hmm. that's why they were they were all like no, we're banning this stuff like we don't want this on our platform like if you're if you down if Offering a download for the nude patch on your website? No, not anymore. Get that off our, our platform. And then now they're like, hey, check out these great VR titties. I mean, <laughs> let's be realistic. VR titties are the future. I mean. Oh, wait, did you see? Uh, I if, believe it was at PAX. Wait, was it PAX? Mm, I forget which one exactly. It might have been PAX where they had like the VR the VR system, and then there was a doll. And you basically have sex with the doll in VR. <laughs> it was all over Twitter. It was great. There, the one that went wild, it was a dude cosplaying as Muteria, and he's like going ham on this toy. 
And then the guy runs up behind him and yells, Detroit smash! Because it's one of the moves he does in the anime. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> perfect. Someone, I'm trying to find the comment. Uh, where is it? Uh, I can't find it. But they were talking about how uh, basically how the pornography industry has been kind of like the for on the forefront of technology and it talked mm -hmm. about how like basically the porn industry so like back in the day when there was a there was a competition between uh the first one the first example was VHS versus Betamax Betamax was actually a better media plat like they were they were both tape driven media sources but VHS won because that's what the porn industry adopted. And the mm. same thing happened with uh, Blu-ray versus uh, HD DVD. Uh, some people say it was because Sony chose Blu-ray, but there was also a lot of pressure from the adult industry. Like there was uh, the adult industry kind of adopted Blu-ray first. And so, I mean, if you look throughout history, like – when when it like for another example is DVDs right DVDs a lot of people because very few DVDs have taken advantage of this feature DVDs have multiple camera angles like there's a feature in DVDs where you can like you can choose between three or four different camera angles there's very few DVDs that actually use this feature but guess who did <laughs> porn like they have been early adopters of a lot of this technology and so like they pointed out that like obviously VR like VR and the steam marketplace and all this stuff is just a matter of time between b before porn basically decided between the Vive or the, uh, um, uh, what is it? Drawn no, Oculus. Oculus. Like Oculus. there there will be a deciding factor and it might be porn because in many other industries that has been the deciding factor of of which technology will will thrive and move forward. Yeah, I agree. So it'll it'll be uh it'll be interesting. Hey Black Bell Beavis, how's it going? Welcome. Oh, I just got a message. All right. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. I here's my thing. One more point I want to make about this. My only concern with Steam, I have no problem with with them putting uh, uncensored content on Steam. I just hope the other point that someone made that was a very valid point is that Steam has never very never been very good about content control. Mm -hmm. hmm. I think. They should have a whole category that is an adult category that's password protected. And parents can decide if they want to, like, just lock that section of it off or whatever. Because yeah. the, the, one of the concerns is that, like, you know, your 12-year-old son or daughter is just, like, on your Steam account because they play games. Or, you know, what, even if you make them their own Steam account, like, eventually – Kids are infamously good at finding their way into things that they shouldn't be, right? So they really need to be careful about how they restrict that content. 
I my <laughs> earlier today when I was reading this announcement, I was thinking it'd be funny if they created a whole separate platform called because uh, Steam is already like the perfect name, right? <laughs> so I, I I was like they should just create sure. a, they should just create another platform like in, with a whole nother login and just call it Steamy. <laughs> and they can just they can just have all the adult content, all the VR dicks and boobs and like tentacles and moisture and whatever. Just put it all in one place and call it steamy. Mm-hmm. And then all and then all the fundamentalist assholes who are worried about corrupting their small ones, they don't have, then then they can appease those people and be like no it's it's on this it's it's on a different thing the, it's a separate login it's not mm. it we got steam and we got steamy uh i think that releasing this they will have to uh, they will be very smart about it i think for you to activate the option to so. actually see this content you will have to prove your identity slash age, you know, Steam Guard, your phone, whatever it is that that you have to do already. They're gonna double that for sure. They they cannot be stupid about it because they will get crushed if they do. So, for you to even enable the option to see this content, to see the previews or whatever and whatnot, you will have to at least be able to prove your age and to prove that you want to actually watch that and see that and get that in your search. This is what I think. But they've made mistakes in the past, so I'm not going to put my hands on a fire for that. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. That's the main concern is will they approach the content restriction appropriately? So I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited. I, I mean, I've always wondered, like, adult adult games and content have been out there forever. And, and like everyone just like pretends that it doesn't exist. So it is good that they're like, no, like there's adults and they want to play games that have adult shit in them. And uh, we talked about this too. Uh, you know, that's why I made that clip of our conversation with uh, with Mr. Battle Athlete is that, uh, you know, in in the United States specifically, there's always been a double standard for violence versus uh, sexual content, right? In in the United States, like violence is just okay, you know. Like there's been there's been hardcore, super intense, violent content in movies, in games, in media in general in the United States, and it's like ah, it's not that big of a deal. But the second you show a titty, it's just like oh no, protect the children. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. I think I think I think it's an interesting I think it's an interesting conversation because violence especially against other people is not a natural tendency, right? Like usually like serial killers and violent people have had some type of trauma in their childhood that caused them to be that way. Whereas sex is No, that's just innate. Sex is evolution. I mean, that's how we that's how we create more people right like yep. why is it so taboo and i think that's mm-hmm. that that's the bigger conversation that should be happening and i don't know i don't know this whole this whole steam thing it's going to be really interesting to see what 
doors that opens and what conversations hopefully that uh you know game developers and media creators because remember steam also serves up uh video content it does can buy yeah. movies off there so Never done it, so the, so yeah. right now it's uncensored games but tomorrow is it going to be the next distributor of debbie does dallas 37 i mean is there going to be <laughs> Where it's just, so far, it's it's unrestricted games, but there's a whole lot of adult content that uh, we're not even talking about yet. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Oh, that actually reminds me. There was an article about how it was like millennials are killing Playboy, and it was like, well, yeah. Why do I have to pay money for the soft corn soft core stuff when the hardcore stuff is free online? Dude, fuck you, Hefner. That guy's a creep and a half. <laughs> I don't care if that guy doesn't get another dollar. Maybe he was revolutionary back in his day, but uh but yeah, no. There it's it's I don't know. Especially when you got tube sites where everyone, you know, it's just like anyone can turn on a camera and take their clothes off. Like <laughs> Yeah. Why pay for it? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, moving on, continuing with our theme of how the future is a weird, weird place. I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, which one? This one. I wanted to check this out. So did you guys see this? Uh, I posted this to the other uh, members of the uh, podcast, but I wanted to share this with you guys. This... this uh, I don't know if it's a phone app or what it is. It's called 3dscannerapp.com. They were showcasing this video is crazy. Uh, we, you know, there's a lot of talk about how augmented reality is the future and blah, blah, blah. Well, these people have created this app that in real time can scan an object and make a 3D replica of it that you can manipulate. So I, I found this fascinating, and I specifically wanted to ask the launcher Q about it because, as a 3D designer, I I don't know. I kind of wanted to see your opinion on it. So I wanted to just kind of show a little bit of this video, but it's it's insane. Like this is all happening in real time. Oh, let me back it up. Come on, you gonna play for me, Daddy? There we go. Full screen this. There's supposed to be sound. Is there no sound? I guess there's no sound. Look at that. So the one on the right. Oh, here you go. Here's an example of it. It's scanning a chair. Boom. He sends a 3D image of a chair to someone. And then they just grab the 3D model and they throw it in a room to see what it looks like. Oh, loaf of bread. Cool. Let's just let's copy it. It's I like I, it blew my mind watching this video. I mean, obviously, I don't know if this is actual footage and maybe doctored. I don't know, but it looks. I mean, they're showing it on a phone here. I'm just gonna copy this chair real quick. It's creepy. Here's a here's a 3D copy of a person, and then this dog one. This dog just like. Giant dog in the oh, background. Big, I was like, "What do you?" I was like, "Where's the copy of the dog, Jimmy?" <laughs> <laughs> you mean the giant dog sleeping in the background? 
Anyway, I this technology like blew my mind. I thought it was super interesting. I don't know. What do you think, Launcher? Wow, it's it's brilliant. It's honestly, if you think about it, that's already possible. It ha- without this app, that's already possible, right? We can already three uh, D scan an item and and make it an a, an object in a three D platform, whatever it is, and then copy paste it everywhere. If you apply this concept into a phone, you can literally copy paste it into place. It's not actually there, but you can actually see it on your phone. So it is brilliant, but there's a certain, depending on the item you're, you're actually copy pasting, it needs, uh, it needs someone behind it. Like that chair, for example, that you saw, if you paid attention on the bottom, the detail of that rendering, that uh, filigree thing, it was just weird planes it was like all conflicted and stuff like that probably that's because they didn't really render it properly might be a matter of just lowering the camera and just give it a little bit more uh time for the program to map out the dimensions but that's if if uh that application if we apply it to video games to to platforms there's going to be a lot of uh 3d artists that going to be unemployed because that's horribly fascinating that a program can calculate depth uh, ridges it it doesn't you don't need to texture it because the atom it's already there you know the, the textures are already there so you're just copying it and then something else comes into play okay then what are you allowed to to copy where does copyright infringement Ooh, and stuff like that that's comes a good point play? i didn't even think right? about that yeah so like if i go down on wall street and i copy the the bull it's like is that illegal yeah, that's that's a really good question. You know, we have I don't copyrights know on physical is. objects. You, we, but we actually gonna have to adapt. We actually gonna have to to think about it because, uh, so what if I'm scanning my mic and everything and the textures are there? I'm copying the logo. Uh, can I actually use it? Can I actually, or do I just erase the logo and the design is still there? So what is legal? What is illegal? And why, what can you actually do with this stuff? Like, does it have an application after all, rather than just, okay, so this is how this chair would look in this corner. Or instead of changing an entire sofa because your room is a bit busy, you just scan the sofa and put it somewhere else to see how it looks. Uh, does it have a more decor uh, application? Does it have a gaming application? Because I saw something similar, but with the tree, so I saw some some studio uh, just doing a 3D scan of a real tree, and then they imported that tree into a video game platform, and then they had to remap it. Because regardless of what you scan, you still need optimization. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're always going to need op- optimization, especially for the gaming platform. To make that, you need a 3D artist. You need someone that that can handle all those polygons and vertices and know how to map and knows how to retopologize. Basically, if the, the mesh is too dense, you need someone to, you know, to make a new mesh on top of it to make it less dense so that games don't crash. And then all the detail is applied via texture. So that's right. getting a little bit more detailed. I don't need to go that deep into it, but just think about it that you could not have all the details and ridges and holes and, and bumps and everything that you have in a real item onto a game because your platform would just crash even if it's the best computer with two graphic cards and stuff like that. So putting that out of the way, 
you still have an option to like just scan an item, bring it into an online platform or whatever it is, a game or a game engine, Unreal, whatever it is. And you have a full asset there that you just scanned in your real life. So that's that's kind of like fascinating and scary at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to scan James and uh, just uh, <laughs> he, I'm I'm gonna be James on my on my uh, my stream. I'm gonna create a 3D model of James and map it to me so that I'm just like, "Hi guys, I'm James." <laughs> that actually something that that's actually something that's come up before. Because, like, what they've been doing in movies now, if an actor, like, dies and they need to use them, they use a 3D model. They get yeah. something that looks similar, and then they map the person's face to it. It's like, so going into the future, like, are celebrities going to have copyrighted themselves? Like, you can't use my features in this because, like, already, like, the, in, like, some cartoons and such, like, oh, like, any depictions of someone that may resemble someone in real life, like, that's all like coincidence like they already have that so right going that is forward, like you could sell like your likeness to a movie company and they'll use you to make movies but that is already a thing like i'm sorry don't mind my puppy <laughs> i saw your dog <laughs> yeah that is already a thing if you think about it there was this case with the last of us where uh ellen page actually sued the naughty dog company because the character that they used, I think her name is Ellie or something like oh, that. Oh, from uh, The Last of Us or whatever? Yeah. It looked yeah. so much like her or whatever? Exactly. Because she looked so alike. I don't know if she won or not or if, you know, whatever. But that is happening already. So, you know, to to meet with you, James, I, I think that's going to be an issue that clearly is going to have to to have some solution to it because it's it's uh, it's already happening. So it will happen even more. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, w- eventually your own identity kind of becomes your intellectual property at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when the uh, deep fakes was going around. Oh, the deep fakes were crazy. You could take a bunch of images of like me, and you could find another like pasty white guy Mexican, and then put my face on it, <laughs> and now you have me. It's like yeah. that's crazy that that like a couple years ago. That seemed like impossible, but now using like AI, it can do all the hard work for you. Calculating and mapping. And, you know, if you turn this way, it's going to use your face this way and that way. It's, it's just insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, future is weird. The future yeah. is weird. That's the theme of the show tonight. <laughs> Speaking of the future is weird, check this out. This is a quick one. This happened last week, but we didn't get to talk about it. This girl's insane. This is this is what happens when you give idiots uh, smartphones. I want to full screen this. This happened last week. I think it was on Instagram or Twitter or something. But uh, if you guys haven't seen this, check this out. I don't know if this has been debunked or not. I think it's real. But uh it's too nonchalant to be fake. She's just chilling <laughs> trying to act hard and then she acts in- <laughs> I think I love the comment. Like look at the reaction. She shot her like, phone. Final frame. She she clearly was like 
What? Because her eyes are closed. Like she's not quite sure what just occurred. She seems kind of out of it. She's probably high or fucking drunk or something. But yeah, oh, she uh, she shot the. Is this, sh- uh, is this America? I don't or- know. I, I wish I knew more context. But uh, anyway, a I th- young looking I- person, firearm, probably America. But yeah, okay. It was on Instagram. It was like on Instagram Live or whatever. This is the future, people. You give dumb oh, people yeah, guns that's... and phones, and they're going to eventually shoot themselves or their phones in the process. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. There's actually quite a lot of cases of that where someone was like, oh, you want to say something, Launcher? No, no. I was going to say that I had this happening to me. Not to me. I didn't do it. You shot but... your phone? <laughs> no, no. Not... It wasn't me doing it. I was on a call with this guy. He was from, uh, I don't. I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. So... I used to live uh, back when I was younger, like probably 18. And he was teaching me something in Photoshop back then. And uh, so we used um, Messenger. And uh, I, my father used to have, you know, those, it's not a BB gun. It's kind of a BB gun. It's like a replica of a real gun. Mm-hmm. So my father had a gun on the wall. So, oh, I also have a gun, he said to me. So we went and brought his gun and he pointed to the camera. And all of a sudden I stopped seeing him. <laughs> like, completely and then i just got a message from him saying shit dude i just chopped my camera it's like what <laughs> what's happening is this real and this actually happened to me so that's why i find the situation super funny that's funny so what it wasn't a real gun or was it like an airsoft he, he gun had or? a real gun oh it he was had, a real gun yeah because he went to brought his his real gun because he, he, he couldn't identify and it was loaded it was jesus small. yeah crazy it was just a crazy situation. It was like, I just stopped seeing him. And my first immediate thought was like, okay, no, he, he just shot his camera. But then I was like, nah, that's impossible. He wouldn't have done that. He actually did. So yeah, that was crazy. Wow. <laughs> He's just crazy, man. That trigger discipline. Keep it off the trigger yeah, unless right. you intend to shoot. Yep. <sighs> also... This was just announced. Did you guys hear about this? Uh, the uh, the the PlayStation Classic. Oh yeah, Ooh. I heard of this. I don't know. I'm. I don't know. I have my doubts. I feel like nostalgia wise, the Nintendo has a lot more to go on than I mean, other than like Final Fantasy VII and some nostalgic titles. Mm-hmm. I have, I don't know. They've only announced, they said it's going to come with 20 games, but they've only announced like three or four of them. So I'm I'm worried that the rest of the games are just going to be garbage. Yeah, it's like Final Fantasy, something else that's cool. No, no, here's the list that they've released of the 20 games. The only ones they've announced are Final Fantasy VII, Jumping Flash, Ridge Racer Type 4, Tekken 3, and Wild Arms. Like where's Crash? Where's Spyro? Where's Spyro and Crash? Yeah, but have they? They haven't announced those yet, Red Marsh. Like as far as I know, those are not official yet. It does have an HDMI port, but uh, <laughs> most PlayStation emulator emulators are kind of like questionable anyway. So like I'm, I'm worried about the quality, especially because they're charging a hundred bucks for this bad boy. I think there's a market for it, but it's very niche, to be honest. Yeah. 
Mm-mm. Like you can play all those games on any current platform. I mean, I have Crash Bandicoot like on my Xbox, for example. I have a lot of the old classics on a on a Steam platform emulator. I have like you can pretty much play any game that you used to play on any emulator nowadays. And then the question is, okay, so who is buying this? It's probably collectors, probably old guys that actually live through those games on their childhood and now are growing up, or probably they have a son and they want them to experience what gaming used to be back then. But that's such a niche uh, audience that I honestly don't see a big market for it. I think it's just, they're just doing something so that they... They have something to sell, I guess. I don't know. They, they saw Nintendo do it, and they're like, cool, we can make money. Let's just mm-hmm. throw a little teeny, like, it's probably just like a Raspberry Pi with an emulator on it. Like, who the fuck, yeah. you know, like. And then it doesn't have the quite the same, like, nostalgia pool, pool, pull as, like, the, the SNES did and the, S, and the NES did because they were just so much older. Yeah. So being able to go back and be like, oh, I can play these games from, like, True. 30 years ago like on my tv now it's like like you said people that wanted to play like these playstation games probably did because they use an emulator or just bought them on steam like i bought final fantasy 7 for like four dollars on sale on steam you know so it's it's a little bit harder of a sell i think because you can't like to this day you can't buy uh Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo on Steam. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a lot of these There's 3D titles, titles yeah. are available on other platforms already, either like really cheap or or you know emulators. I know emulators. There's questionable, you know, gray area as to the legality of them. But even on the even on the PlayStation Arcade, like you can buy a lot of these games. So. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's going to be a little harder of a sale. I think a lot of people are just going to hack it like immediately. I think that part of the yeah. part of the part of the uh, attraction of it is like day one, someone's going to hack this thing and figure out how to plug a SD card into it and install 400 PlayStation games like mm-hmm. that. That that's what's going to happen. And maybe even PlayStation knows that, and that's how they're selling them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then there's know. another thing. Sorry, James, go ahead. Oh, I was supposed to say, because you know, when this type of thing comes out, same thing's going to happen like with the NES. A bunch of people are going to buy multiple copies and resell them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then there's the, you, you guys talked about the nostalgia factor. I, today I was watching a streamer and he was playing Metal Gear Solid, which was one of my most favorite games like of all times. I played that game so much and then I played Metal Gear uh, 2. I loved the, that title and I loved everything about it. Right. And I, I, I build up this image of Metal Gear Solid, like of this amazing strategy yep. game. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't even think about the graphics in my head because the game was just brilliant to me. It was fascinating. The gameplay, the mechanics, the story, everything, everything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So when the guy meets Meryl, one of the, the, the female protagonists of the of the of the gameplay, etc. Like he had a crash on her, and so did the players. Like we immediately felt sympathy for her. We wanted them to have a relationship and everything like that. I was watching that part today, and I was watching the characters and the 3D build of it. 
what <laughs> what is it's that so like, terrible square arms like the hands are like gloves that mm-hmm. the faces are square with with a little peak for the nose it's like how could i like love this game so much i still do i still love because of the nostalgia factor but it's just so weird to go back to it, it it's almost like butchering a memory that you have of such a, a dear thing that that you keep to you so i don't know it's well and it's it's i don't know why there's such a difference between um but there is and i don't know what the psychological reason is behind it but for whatever reason 8-bit and 16-bit like pixel and flat like graphics they age so much better like you can yeah. still play Super Mario World and it's still such a great game like mechanically, graphically, everything about it just feels good and it looks the same. Nothing's changed about it, but it's still like good games are good games regardless. Yes and no, Red Marsh, because like like he's saying, if you go back and you were to play like a lot of those 3D games, some of them have been enhanced and re-released. But 3D, 3D games do not age as well, even if they were good games. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like the original, uh, like what was it, Cool Borders or whatever, like the, some of the old snowboarding games for the PlayStation 1. In my head, I, remembering, I remember those games being amazing. But you, go, yeah. but you go back and play them now, and the textures are just fucking terrible, and it's barely playable. Like, I feel that way about GoldenEye for the Super Nintendo that game in my mind was so much fun, and I have so many hours of playing that game with my friends. It was like the first FPS multiplayer game that I really got super into. You go back and play that now, the controls are atrocious. And like <laughs> the, the, the single player missions, some of them were so rage inducing. Like to play them now compared to like modern games and technology and stuff. I'm sorry, call me whatever, but like they just 3D games do not hold up as well mm-hmm. in the long run. I, I like it's, I don't know. I, yeah, I like a, a good example. It's like Legend of Zelda, which one was it? Wind Waker. Pretty old game. It still holds up today because while it was 3D, they focused on a more cartoony style that didn't really focus on. Yeah, like, the whole cell shaded approach. For that time. So it still holds up. And then I remember seeing the, because they, when they announced the remaster for Spyro, I was like, Spyro, I loved that when I was younger. And then I saw like the original images of it and I was like, that, wait, that's what it looked like? <laughs> because in my head, exactly. I imagine like the, the cool like towers and being Spyro. And it's because back in the time when I was like a young child playing this, it's like the TVs that you played it on made it look differently and then the memories associated with it because i remember like what i liked about playing spyro the most was that i would leave i didn't have a memory card so i would have to leave the playstation on all night to continue my progress and then when i would wake up in the morning i'd wake up with my dad who's getting ready to go to work at like 5 a.m and i would play it with him so it's like (laughs) stuff with it too so you take that away and try to like go back and play it and you're like this isn't like the same experience or fun that I like that I had when I tried it the first time. Totally. Which has changed. Totally. Right. And that's kind of my point. Like I, 
I don't know, like early 3D games, I feel like there's very few of them that if you were to go back and actually, I'm not talking about like an emulated version or a remastered version. Obviously, those are going to be a different experience, but I'm talking about going back and playing the original version of a 3D game on the original console that it was like designed for without any enhancements, without increased resolution. They were bad. Like graphically, they were bad. And even mechanically, a lot of times they were bad. Like the controls weren't that good. You just got used to them. As a kid, like you just adapt. Like even though they were shitty, like you just, you figure them out (laughs) and you just Mm -hmm. like learn to deal with the limitations of the platform. Like another example, my friend, uh, the game 1080. Do you guys remember the game 1080 for Nintendo 64? It was like one of the first big like revolutionary snowboarding games. You can look it up. That game was hard as fuck, dude. But I had a friend who played that game so much that he could consistently like pull off 1080s and 1260s or whatever. And like his fingers would be rubbed completely raw. Like his hands would be bleeding after playing 1080 for like just so he could get a top score or whatever and like that's what video gaming was and people were like oh i remember those good old days they weren't good old days <laughs> like, he, like he had to play that game for so many hours and he probably has carpal tunnel now and his hands were bloody every time he would play that game because the controllers were hard plastic the graphics were terrible and like but at the time, that's all there was. And so we have these, like, glorified, like, rose-colored glass memories of these experiences. But then you go back and try it again, and you're like, oh, no, this is dog shit. Like, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, re- I actually remember Jesse Cox, like, brought this up. Because he has an office that he shares with other YouTubers. They pull together and rent an office. And they got an arcade machine full of, like, older titles. And he was like, yeah, remember playing those? And you'd spend like hours upon hours like playing these. He's like, yeah, I remember. He was like, the other day I went and played one and I was done in like 30 minutes because the game wasn't even that long. It was just like so difficult and you had to keep plugging in quarters that you didn't realize how like artificially extended it was. Right. Yeah. What were the, what were the ones, the arcade ones that, uh, like, uh, one, one example I remember is the, the time crisis games. I got an emulator. Do you guys remember? Have you ever ever play any of the Time Crisis games in arcades? Mm-hmm. They're the, they're, they're still the, around. They're the shooter ones, but there was a pedal so that you could like hide, and you mm-hmm. could pop out and shoot. Like the pedal would like make you hide or pop out. And uh, wow. I got really good at those in the arcades, but I still spent a shit ton of money on them. And then like I got an emulator, like a Mame or whatever, you know, like just an arcade emulator, so that I could kind of play some of those again. And I granted I was using my mouse, so they're going to be artificially like a little different. But like like you said, I I played through all the old Time Crisis games on an emulator, and I was like, dude, there's only like five or six levels, <laughs> and they're not even that hard. But like you know, the, on those arcade machines, they can adjust the difficulty and the time limits, and you know, it's all about just getting as much money out of you as possible. Money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I totally. I do think though there's a few exceptions to this to this um, rule. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, the whole um, the 3D the 
that 3D games don't age as well. I think there's a few exceptions, and one of them to me is Resident Evil 3, for example. But because they were smart about it when they did it, they did fixed cameras, so the scenario is not really 3D. Mm-hmm. They can pre-render a lot of that stuff. Exactly. So the only thing that it's 3D is your character going through the path that they designed originally. Right. And then they add the zombies to it. So that's 3D. But the most fights, most scenarios are fixed cameras. And then you see a, a nice, kind of nice, you know, pixelated a bit, a few things. But those are not real assets. Sure. Those are just pictures of of the background and and then there of course there's stuff in front of it there's interactive stuff there's doors that open and close but they were smart when they did it because they used what they had to their you know as tools that they had at the time and they did something that i think it's timeless because of that of course it's timeless to people that nowadays revisit it but back then uh, it was it was quite scary I remember playing Resident Evil 3 under my table with the blanket, but I was still hooked <laughs> to it and I was still playing it. <laughs> it's just like, so now if you picture that emotional guy that sometimes cry, sometimes cries over movies, this guy is playing Resident <laughs> Evil now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, a lot of jump scares. So they were smart about it the way they did it. Sometimes I wish jump scares scared me more. Hmm. True. I mean, I get scared, but I don't jump. Like, I've never... Uh... Yeah, it's not a real, like, scare. It's more like a shock. You're just like, oh, that came out of nowhere. But it's not yeah. like, oh, I'm really, like, dreading, like, the rest of this. <laughs> Sometimes my sure. butt, she said. <laughs> I know. She's always like... Ugh. Yeah, but there, there's... On that trend, on the jump scares trend, there is no good horror movies for me. I don't remember the last really good horror slash uh, scary movie that I watched. Oh, you know which one was pretty creepy? And it didn't really have any jump scares, but the whole subject matter was pretty creepy. Uh, was uh, Get Out. I didn't watch that. Ooh, oh, did I? You should Wait. check that out. If, Wait, did I? If you haven't seen Get Out, I highly recommend it. So, uh, you know, you know Key and Peele? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jordan Peele, uh, you know, they're both really talented dudes. They, they've both been actors and writers and stuff for a long time. Jordan Peele actually, uh, he was, I think he was the writer and producer of the movie Get Out. He won some awards for it, actually. Mm-hmm. And it yeah, is. Yeah, director and writer. Yeah, it is a really, really good movie. Like, it, it definitely put Jordan Peele on the map. Uh, uh, like he he gained a lot of respect for that movie because it's it, it like the whole movie you know how like some movies they like we, we can talk about M Night Shyamalama Ding Dong and how there's always like that one big twist where you're like oh okay cool I guess I kind of yeah. saw that coming Shyamalan. but whatever like exactly get out like ev- there's there's like there's so many twists in that movie that like you can't even like it's the whole movie it's it's hard to explain because it's like, oh shit, uh, what? Wait, what? Like, there, it's just like, <laughs> it, right. it keeps you guessing the entire time. Like, there's so many mm-hmm. twists in that movie. It, it it it's really really good. If you haven't seen, I'll it, watch it. I highly yeah, recommend it. it. It's creepy as fuck. It's not like scary. Like, 
don't think like you know demons and jump scares and zombies and shit but like just the subject matter that it deals with is very unsettling like it's kind of just really creepy Mm -hmm. so awesome i'll i'll check that one out for sure yeah because i love scary movies so the word you're thinking of unsettling yes exactly (laughs) it is very unsettling oh yeah that's good i like that because when for me when it comes to scary movies they really work when they do the don't when they do the don't show it but show what's happening right so you never see like what's hunting them or like what's happening but every once in a while something is like something moves like a character goes missing and it just keeps building up because i feel like in those movies where they do show it kind of loses some of the appeal like that's in, uh, alien yeah when they never show the alien but then stuff is going wrong. People are dying. You're like, what the fuck's happening? And then you finally see it and you're like, oh, wow, this just got way worse. Me and uh, that's funny that you say that because me and Cabo were watching a, a movie the other day, night and she, um, she, she said something that it's actually very accurate to me all the time. With this new, more recent um, scary movies and stuff like that, Soon as they show what's hunting them or what's, uh, you know, causing the hassle or causing all the problems, soon as they show it, it stops being scary to me. And, and she, she was the one. Hello? Uh, more if a creepy face. Oh, lost you yeah. for a sec. No, yeah, you're, you sh- yeah, you're good now. Anyway, she uh, was the one. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. So she was the one mentioning that soon as we see something that it's, it, it's what's hunting them or what's scaring them. The, the movie just loses interest. Like you just like, okay, so there's this thing. There's this weird, creepy thing that it's hunting them or doing this or doing that. So that that's to do with what Jim was, uh, was saying. Like it ruins the movie when they initially just show out, show what, what's going on, show what, what's hunting or. Yeah. Like, uh, I guess an example of that would be like uh stranger things. Did you mm-hmm. watch Stranger Things on Netflix? I love that show. Cuz yeah, because there's always that slight like mystery. Even though it does show the monster towards the end of the first season, there's still always that like what the fuck? Like where is this coming from? Why is this like the you know, there there's always not that o- intrigue of Not only that, but it's to me it's so brilliantly done because first of all it's not a scary show you know it's not it's not claiming to be a horror slash scary slash it is unsettling it is intriguing slash adventure because you have these kids that bring you to you know bring you in the adventure with them and you see what's going on with one of them and and where he is and the upside down world that to me is a fascinating concept you know, like I love things like that, things like that, time travel, et cetera, et cetera. I love everything that has to do with that. So mm-hmm. when, when, when they reveal the entire, you know, concept of the show, I, I'm just immediately hooked on it. And then, like you said, Jimmy, they don't reveal too much. They, they, they keep it very subtle. They, they extend it and prolong it because they have to sell it as well, but they, they do it so brilliantly that it keeps you hooked and it it wants it makes you want to watch more so i absolutely love that show man um if you like that have you seen uh super eight 
I have not, no. That's another good one. Uh, it's, I will write it down. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Steven Spielberg movie, and it's about these kids that accidentally fil- film some shit, and then they start like catching on to this whole like all this crazy stuff starts happening and it's the same thing like it doesn't reveal i think it's it's not till close to the very end when it like reveals what it is or what the fuck's going on uh it's modern day goonies bishop girl i would agree with you but it's more like goonies mixed with et because there's like there's there's that spielberg kind of like supernatural uh like kind of mystery like kids versus the man kind of i i don't know it 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 definitely hits that like 80s kid adventure nostalgia but awesome but it keeps you guessing for sure i'll definitely look at it Mm -hmm. it's Uh, also pretty nice because usually a lot of directors they don't like working with kids because it can be very hit or miss on the quality you get that's true. true Stranger yeah. Things, they got real lucky because all those kids were talented as fuck. Gosh, mm-hmm. so good, man. You know so what? Good. That might be another perfect segue. Let's do it. Speaking of Stranger Things, uh, there's a character on Stranger Things. Uh, she kind of shows up out of nowhere. She's one of the main characters. Mm. When we meet her, she's uh, got a shaved head. And uh, let's just say that uh, someone has taken a liking to her. And it's a little bit concerning. Oh? Well, the alternate title Mashif suggested. <laughs> Check this out. I'm not going to play the whole video because I'll probably get a copyright strike. But uh, look at this guy. Look, who's that? Is that Drake? And look, who's that? That's uh, that's our uh, Milla Bobby Brown. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't remember. I just name. love her name. It what? rolls off the tongue so well, even though. It's- <laughs> <laughs> so let's take a little look here at this little video here. I met Drake in an Australian hotel. What about your relationship with Drake? I love him. I met him in Australia, and um, he's honestly so fantastic. Are you joking me, Drake? He wants to see me, and I was like. Okay, we're going. So I like got my outfit prepared and went there and and he was such a fanboy and I was such a fangirl that we and honestly we text all the time now. He helps me with everything, like just life lessons. Um we text we just text each other the other day and he was like, I miss you so much. I was like, I miss you more. Oh, we no. went to dinner afterwards and we had dinner the next day and then we met in Sydney. What advice does he give you? Like what does he say? You know, that stays in the text messages. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. I lied. We watched the whole video. Something, something, R. Kelly, what? <laughs> the only part that, like, okay, sure. Like, someone pointed out in the comments, she's 14. I think she's, like, 15. But uh, mm-hmm. someone pointed out in the comments that Drake used to be a child actor, so, like, maybe he's just trying to, like, impart his advice or whatever. But the fact that he was texting her and, like, I miss you, and the fact that Drake's girlfriend is, like, barely 18, uh, kind of gives off some strange vibes yeah <laughs> so i saw this video today and i was like uh-oh drake better that be careful who he's texting 
Anyway, we don't have to dwell on it. I just thought it was really yeah. funny. It's like it yeah, a we good, can let uh, segment. the tabloid to do it for us. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how that unfolds. So you heard it, you heard it on Reddit, and you heard it here first. Uh, we're gonna see what happens to Drake in the next few uh, months after that video dropped. I'm curious to see if people uh, latch on to it or not. Maybe mm-hmm. everyone will just like, you know, maybe it's not that big of a deal, but it could be something. Yeah, there, there, there's probably nothing malicious about it, but it's just the way that they frame that video too. It sets sure. you up for, oh, there's some shady shit going on. Yeah. Because everyone always wants to jump towards that because it's interesting. I don't know. If I were her parent, I guess you kind of have to look at it from that point of view, right? Like, if you're a parent of a girl, regardless of whether or not she's famous in Hollywood or whatever, and uh, all of a sudden... Some thirty-year-old. How old is he? I don't even know how old he is. He's definitely that. he's definitely in his thirties, right? And he starts yeah, thirty-one. He he. So he he invited her to dinner. She got all fancied up to have dinner with him, and then she's texting him life advice and uh, and r- texting her that I miss you and like I don't know. As a parent, I'd be like, mm, I'm not okay with this. <laughs> So he's 31. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird to say the least. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> so so interesting. Interesting. Uh, you don't know the context of him texting her, I miss you. She might have texted him that first and then he said it back. That's not the same thing. I mean. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. Obviously. framed it in the video. Obviously, we don't know the context. But why not have fun with it? Because yeah, we know the guy that made that video. He he's farming that karma. Yeah, sure. I mean, we don't know. We don't. But it's still it's still interesting. Mm-hmm. I can say, as a thirty plus year old dude, I would never have those conversations with a fourteen year old. Mm-hmm. Not even even if it was innocent. Yeah. Especially with everything that's going on in Hollywood right now, like. It's probably safe not to have those conversations. <laughs> yeah, it's like with the whole Me Too movement and just like everything that's happened in the last few years. Uh, I would mm-hmm. probably steer clear of texting fourteen-year-old girls about how much how much you miss them. Just, mm-hmm. just like even as a nineteen-year-old, still find it like I, it still seems weird to me to like talk to people that are under eighteen because of that. Cause I know there's some people in my, in a discord server I go to that are, and whenever like they'd pop into the voice chat, I'm like, this is weird. FBI, are you listening? <laughs> yeah. Nothing bad is happening. I swear. But then it's like that thought like lingering behind you. Like if an outside, if a third party sees this, like what is their first thought going on here? And will they understand the context, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and that's, I mean, I guess that's the bigger concern is, like, from her point of view. Like, she's probably so starstruck by the fact that, like, one of the biggest recording artists of the last five years is, like, hitting her up. She probably doesn't completely even understand the greater context of what's happening, you know? She's just like, oh, my God, Drake wants to hang out with me. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know, guys. People don't care about context. Yeah, not not as much as they should. So, how many dogs do you have, Launcher? Uh, I keep that one's popped up a couple times now. Yeah, he um, he everything he hears outside, he wants to go outside. So I constantly go open the door to him and stuff like that. And so today, like he heard something as he comes here and then he nags me for my attention and then he goes away and then he comes back. So he's a little bit anxious today, but uh, I do have, I have three dogs inside my house, uh, you know, that I, that I kind of rescued. And then I have a kitty and then I have uh, six other dogs outside. Uh, they are all six uh, free. Yeah, they're all free in the in the yard because I have a I live in a, a farm kind of. Oh, okay, that it's makes more sense. <laughs> I was like, did I get yeah. fucking six dogs? <laughs> yeah, so I have a big a big property that it's fenced and everything. I have all the conditions for them. So yeah, I have uh, six outside and three inside. Uh, and yeah. And my cats, cat that I stole from friends. I didn't steal it. He was from, my, yeah, he, I, I fell in love with a cat. Okay. I was a dog person. Uh, that cat used to sleep while I learned Blender. Curiously, he would like fall asleep between my keyboard and my monitor and it would just stay there for hours. I have some time lapses on YouTube with, with the camera pointing at him, <laughs> with him sleeping. Uh, so yeah, I have, uh, quite a lot of animals and now they're playing inside the bed on top of the bed i don't know if you guys can hear that i'll i'll shush them if they're too noisy <laughs> no no worries man but uh that bishop girl did request that you post pictures so in my in my uh, in my discord i have an irl channel where people post right. uh real life stiffs so if you i'll make sure i'll i'll show i'll show some some photos of them. If you feel so inclined, you can drop some some pictures in there. Will do for sure. Man, I have had a wonderful conversation with you, Launcher. I've learned. So, I feel like we've all learned so much about you tonight. <laughs> it was a pleasure. We we uh we need to have a virtual jam session sometime because I uh little little known secret I I am a drummer. There we go. So I can play the guitar. You can you can you, play the drums. Send me like a rec- uh, a guitar like recording, and I'll uh, I'll I'll lay a drum track over it or something. We'll, we have to there do some go. some collaboration. Oh, I play ukulele too, but I'm kind of bad at the. I'm a, I'm a better drummer than I am a ukulele player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I play the guitar. You you play the the drums, and James can sing, like Cabo is suggesting. James can just what. Dance around a pole like a sexy motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just the eye candy for the group. <laughs> <laughs> and he can just, uh, every once in a while, just come to the mic and say, yeah, in that James voice. Anyway, guys, uh, thank you so much for being here. It's been a wonderful podcast. I think uh, it's been about three hours. We that That flew by, dude. Holy shit. That was some... Excellent conversation. Launcher Q, thank you so much for being here. Make sure everybody go follow him on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Launcher Q. He's also got a Twitter. Uh, 
I'm sure if you're if you are a Second Life uh, individual who's interested in having some work done, or you know, 3D work in general, he'll probably hike up the price if it's a commission because because <laughs> he's a busy man. But uh, yeah. but thank you so much for being here. Next time, next time we're gonna get cap. We're gonna c- convince Cabotage to get on here one of these days. It's gonna happen. Yes, um, hoping. <laughs> But thank you, Cabotage, for providing us with all of the juicy tidbits. We learned. I think this has probably been the most in-depth guest podcast we've had, just because <laughs> I had a third party to provide those extra details. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that was that was awesome. I need I need to reach out from now on. My new goal with guests is to like meet their uh, their cousin or sister or girlfriend or wife Facebook. just find find all the juicy bits so are you the the mother of uh this person <laughs> <laughs> Calling, uh, i'm asking for a background check do you have any like personal information you could verify for me <laughs> cabotage said i'm gonna pay for that later <laughs> oh yeah i i want to ask questions about that but uh i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna go there you guys, you guys, go ahead and work that out. You do you. <laughs> it sounds like Launcher Q might enjoy that punishment more than he wants to admit, though. So, uh, just, uh, just saying. I just have a reason now. So, <laughs> usually I don't. <laughs> true, true. Uh, let's see. Um, Tomorrow, I will be streaming Wednesday. Next Wednesday, we will be back. With or without a guest, we will be back with another podcast. Don't forget, uh, Jumbotron James is now a thing. We premiered it tonight. Mm -hmm. It was the first time ever. Also, this week, uh, probably over the weekend, I am. I know I keep saying it's going to happen, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Probably within the next week i'm hoping this weekend if i have time i am going to get the podcast hosting set up so uh the rss feed the itunes the google play the 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 actual podcast part of the podcast is going to happen very soon right now it's on youtube and twitch but soon very soon and this episode will probably be available by tomorrow or friday on youtube and I also have a couple other videos that I've posted uh, uh, from previous podcasts, some highlights and stuff. So, uh, Launcher Q, the uh, mic is yours. If there's anything you want to plug or anything you want to say before we part ways. Uh, just honestly, thank you so much for the invite. Uh, it's a pleasure, as always, to, to explain more of what I do. And uh, if you guys have any questions about anything 3d related feel free to drop by my stream there's also a discord channel link there if you have any 3d questions related uh, anything at all that i could possibly help you with uh me and cabo we are always open to uh, to help whoever is is starting or wanting to make a start uh, because we know how hard it is to to make that jump to to make that decision so if you guys need any help or any tips or if you just want to hang out and say hi uh yeah just uh my stream would be the place to go uh and you there's a link on the bottom then that you can get in our discord 
etc etc and you can make all the questions if you have art or anything like that you can also showcase it there i want to thank you jimmy for the invite of course yeah absolutely and, uh, it's awesome and james for the amazing you know right arm it's just you guys are brilliant i appreciate a lot of what you do so thank you so much thank you james any parting words sir dead by daylight is free for a week so if you want to download it we might be doing a thirsty thursday kill your friends edition dude i didn't know that yeah i'll probably download it tonight thank you for letting me know dead by daylight thirsty thursday stream is gonna happen let's do it um I was going to say one more thing, and now I, you, the Dead by Daylight thing totally uh, made me lose my train of thought. Uh, mm-hmm. Normally, I... games don't scare me, but trying to repair some generators when some masked woman is singing in the <laughs> woods, it gets to you. You don't know where the humming's coming from. <laughs> Your heart starts beating. A QTE pops up. Oh, you missed it. Generator blew up. Now she knows you're there. It's so tense. It's so fun. Sounds scurry. All right. uh, We're going to take a quick look here and see who's online, and we'll go raid or host someone. Thank you guys once again for another successful podcast. And uh, stay tuned in the Discord. I will be updating you there once stuff goes live. And I love you guys. Have a good night. (laughs) 